welcome to the Suspense is Killing Us podcast, episode 99. Wow. Put some reverb on that, please. They said we couldn't do it. That was a weird thing for them to say. We have lots of free time. That's what Kevin said when he left. (laughs) It was rude. (laughs) You guys won't do it. I was like, we only have five to go. We could probably get there. No, you can't do it. (laughs) It would at least take five before I quit. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm, but I'm here. Five, then, uh, oh, man. We, we just had a really long talk about the next month or so of programming on the podcast. It's Ooh, exciting very stuff. exciting stuff. We'll get to that at the end. Some good stuff, some bad stuff, but all good stuff. All bad, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's what's episode 99. That's yeah. very a lot. exciting. That's a lot, you guys. Oh, I got a lot of memories. A lot of memories. Let's let's take a trip on the Wayback Machine and share some of our fondest memories of recording this podcast. This is so good. Beautiful. Do it as Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> it was a hit. My Tilly impression it was, it a, was hit. a hit. The reviews are in. The reviews are in. I did it. Now they're going to be expecting more impressions out of you, God, though. I know. I'm Sorry. Be staying up late nights just like in front of the mirror, just working on you my impressions. You have to do it in front of the mirror. <laughs> we're bring, we're bringing in a mirror, mirror to the studio. <laughs> But, but we can't encourage. We can't tell so her forth. what the impression has to be. It has to happen in organically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's, Spontaneously. That's the important thing. Maybe you know. She, yeah. Just like my Dan Hedaya and Matt's whatever he's good at doing. Hey, I know there's something. <laughs> I just couldn't say. It's Chewbacca. It's Chewbacca. Oh God. <laughs> Lock him up. Lock him up. Oh boy. You should do that. No, way my, con- more my Connery often. is probably my best one. It's a pretty good Connery. Yeah. Pretty good Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Actually, a lot of them. There's a there's a fun story that that happened one time um, that I don't know if we've shared on the podcast where Matt, uh, myself, and Kevin were all in Amsterdam. Together, <laughs> oh, you guys are crazy. And we were smoking that. What? We were smoking reefer cigarettes. And Matt and Matt was peeling off one impression after another, and me oh and Kevin were like, Jesus! I don't remember Christ. this. I want to see. I, I really don't remember doing it. It was just like Matt. something about the c- mixture yeah, we were, of weed I was like exactly beers. high enough to do it right. And he, he was he, like a fucking Looney Tunes character. <laughs> yeah, he, it was surreal because we, we, Kevin and I knew Matt and uh, yeah. sure maybe he do, did a good voice every now and again but for some reason whatever was happening in this <laughs> this time he just he did another one and me and Kevin were going what the fuck? Man, I have no Who memory of that. Who the fuck is this guy? sounded just like him. And then like the next day we were like two more impressions and it was like nope, it's done. That was it. That was, that was all you had. <laughs> I in was going into that the monologue while that was happening. I guess so. <laughs> it was wild. You know, speaking of going into the monolith, we have a package here. Oh, uh, yes. Yay. From Very our good exciting. friend, Cody Party Downs. Cody gonna, Downs to the Paradise City. I'm going to open this fucker up right I'm now. I'm wearing a Cody Downs. Uh, That's right. You got right the shadow shirt on right shirt. now. Great shirt. The shadow nose. All right, so let's get this knocked out. Hang on one sec. I'm going to put the mic down. Matt is putting the mic down. He's, doing, he's using his keys to open the package, as one does. We all learn... To use keys to open packages. Sometimes I can use my nails. I have a switchblade at home that I used to open. That's cool. It is cool. Now that's cool. <laughs> switchblade. That's what I use for street I fights. I hope this and box is full packages. of switchblades. Oh man, switchblades for all. We'll start with a note. Okay. Oh wait, hold on. The note it reveals what's in it. So we're just gonna open it up. Yeah. Plastic. There's a lot of bubble wrap here. Oh. Now he's now Matt is tucking in on a a, a large a softball sized package swaddled in bubble wrap. It's he's popping. tearing at it's it. It's popping. It is a little bottle. Oh, oh boy! Of Fifty Fathoms Gin from Port Chilkoot, Alaska. Wow! Alaska Port Chilkoot gin. Distillery. Excuse me. 
made by hand in Southeast Alaska, 50 Fathoms Gin won the double gold award at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Now it's winning fans everywhere. We distill it in the London dry style with whole juniper berries, coriander, and for a distinctive finish, tangerine. Ooh. Mix it with a top shelf tonic or let it light up your cocktails. <laughs> According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy. No, I'm not yeah, supposed to read that According part. to Sorry. the Surgeon General. <laughs> the, the who? Are you going to listen to the fucking Surgeon General yeah. who was appointed by Biden? <laughs> In this economy? Uh, it says, In this economy? The note says, greetings, Matt. That's me. Please accept the following fine liquor for to enjoy for you and the rest of the suspense is killing us hosts. Wow. I may be biased in saying this, but it's from the best distillery in all of the Pacific Northwest. Wow, Putting some wow. good taste. Mm-hmm. I believe him when he says okay. that. As usual, my best. Thank you. Wishing you, Travis and Emily, swell times ahead. Oh, cordially, I love swell times. Cody Downs. Thank you, Cody. Thanks, Cody. We are going to enjoy this gin at some point, but That's... we don't have any good mixers right now. Do we not? Uh, well, maybe we can mix it with like some of the Fanta soda in the fridge. <laughs> I don't think that'd be so good. Cody, you're a magical gin and, guy. Gin and Coca-Cola. Oh, we might have some like 7-Up-esque drinks in there. I don't think we do right now. Oh, bummer. I think there's a fizzy lemonade drink. That might be good. Mm. You know, when I was in when I was in high school, I used to mix gin and crystal light lemonade. Oh my God, crystal light. And put it in like a big, like, uh, like a thermos and just walk around all day. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> like in school. Dude, crystal light. I, there was always some God. crystal light. We had the crystal light pink lemonade always in, oh, our, yeah. in our fridge. Good stuff. Good mm-hmm. stuff. It was crystal it was light. I mean, it had everything. <laughs> what else could you ask for? There was a there was a tweet that really I good. read. You can actually smell the gin through the. Can you? Yeah. You know that's a mark of quality. Mm, uh, you actually can. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they maybe it's they like put a, a daub of, of it. Yeah. It's it like smells perfume. really good. Man, I'm not usually a gin guy right. either. I'm looking forward to tasting this. There was I used a, to be. Sure enough. Wow. There was a tweet um, one time that I thought was one of the truer things that I that I'd ever read, where it was just like, say say what you will about alcoholics, it's very easy to shop for them. It's <laughs> true. Like, true. hundred uh, percent true. Anybody, anytime anybody's going like, well, I don't know what 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 do you want for your birthday or whatever, I'm like, <laughs> nice booze. Just, uh, just think a little bit. <laughs> just, just you know, you could go to the grocery store and yeah. make me a very happy man. Exactly. <laughs> well, cool. Thank you, Cody. Thanks Thank for uh, Cody. Let's, That's a cool looking little bottle too. Because we're all gourmands now. Uh, I think we should discuss the, today's topic. Yeah, that works pretty well. Fancy food and drink, classiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think Hannibal Lecter would think of Fifty Fathoms Gin? Oh no 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 no! He's not gonna he, like some local Alaskan distillery. I don't think so. Well, he's, maybe. He's, I mean, if it was indeed, as Cody says, the best distillery in all the Pacific Northwest, he would Hannibal know about would it. know about it. I believe this comes from the finest distillery in all the Pacific Northwest, Clary. I have to go out to a remote <laughs> island in the Aleutian <laughs> Islands, Clarice. Have you, ever heard of, five. have you ever heard of, heard of Port Chilkoot? The but. Chilkoot themselves call it the best distillery in all the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I went to a distillery where they made a poor gin, and I ate all their balls or whatever. <laughs> I ate all their balls? <laughs> I, packed, I packed their scrotums with juniper berries and swallowed them whole. <laughs> it was beautiful and ghastly at the same time. Well, that's just my way. <laughs> Okie dokie. I'm classy and I'm gross. That's Okey, my whole deal. Okie dokie, Clarice. <laughs> all right. I'm so what are we doing? Contrast. Our, this, our, this is something We've to been watch. wanting to do this episode for a couple of years. Like the, the We were wanting to do this for a while, and yeah. it finally just sort of came time to do it. Uh, we should mention that the, the absolute perfect title was given to us by our good friend Will Goss. Will Goss. On a real win streak. We're doing uh, the three crappy Hannibal Lecter movies. <sighs> So and not how? Silence of the Lambs, not Manhunter. Mm-mm. We're going to do Hannibal, Red Dragon, 
and Hannibal Rising, and today's episode is entitled The Lectovers. Magnificent. Magnificent. Yeah, good one. Uh, good I one. think we should do these in release order. I want to do release order. Yeah, yeah that yeah, sounds yeah. good to me. Um, so that means we're going to start with 2001's Hannibal from director Ridley Scott. The person I'm looking for is quite well known. He's killed 14 people that we know of. You ever think he might come after you? Well, at least 30 seconds of every day. Hello? Is this Clarice? Ah, uh, hello, Clarice. I've been in a state of hibernation. I need some action, Clarice. I need to come out of retirement and return to public life. I couldn't help noticing on the FBI's rather dull public website that I have been elevated to the more prestigious 10 most wanted list. Is this coincidence? Are you back on the case? If so, goody goody. Maybe one of the worst movies I kind of really think is fun. I understand. It's fine. I understand people finding it to be a kind of a camp classic, but and but watching it this time, knowing those sorts of things, uh, I, I think maybe it's it's still pushing it. There's a lot I of mean, this movie that some is just of it's dead. absolute shit. It's just deathly. I mean, the moments the moments where it's camp classic is are undeniable. I loved the end. Yes. Also, I I love Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta is very funny in it. Ray Liotta, one of the few people actually doing a good doing good work in this movie. We still haven't figured out who had sex with Ray Liotta's wife, though. <laughs> no, we never did. R.I.P. Never got to the bottom of it. Never got to the bottom of the great mystery of his life. For uh, for further details, check out the memoir "Who Had Sex with Ray Liotta's Wife" by Ray Liotta. Anyway, available through Penguin Publishing, Random House Penguin Publishing. Okay, right off the bat, let me just say that I have issues trying to my brain has issues uh believing julianne moore is clarice it's oh, hard it's so right, hard I mean, for me i think she's straight up terrible in this yeah she, and she like for a second she tries to do an accent and then she like gives up and it goes back through. and forth like it, a few times and you're just like but you're not joni foster it feels it doesn't it also feels like to me she's not doing like specifically a like an accent she's trying to do jody foster like yeah the inflection of jody foster like when, of, when she's talking, talking to giancarlo giannini she goes going inspector patsy inspector patsy she does oh do God. the clipped the clipped uh, jody foster yeah it's and it's frederick awful it's awful yeah uh, yes she does and like the like unfortunately <laughs> She has the unenviable task right, of, of following taking over a role f- that is one of the greatest movies ever made yeah. that Jodie Foster won an Academy Award so for. So I'm not, I'm not like an absolutely beloved character. Yeah, I'm not familiar with when, how when this got made. Did they ask Jodie Foster? Yes, and she was like, "Hell Fuck no. no!" She was like, "I'm, d- I'm done with that." Well, like, okay, so the book came out first, and yeah. then they, and then she was, and then they were like, "Jodie Foster, they're gonna make a movie of this, you know? They are. Are you gonna reprise your role?" And she's like, "I'll wait to see where the script's going." <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I'll read the book first, and then I'll decide. And then first, there was, um, they, they let David Mamet adapt it. Yeah, and I don't, I would love to read that draft. Because he's still credited. He is there's, still credited. There's still a couple mammity things. In Have it. you read the book, either of you? I, re- I did read the no. book. The book is out. significantly more insane than this. Cool. 
Love um, when books do that. Uh, um, books, they're so uh, crazy. Yeah. I'll get I'll get into some <laughs> of the get ways me started in, on in books. which in which it's a lot weirder and and like way more offensive. And I think David, I mean, like knowing David Mamet the way that I believe that I do, I think that it's likely that he probably kept a lot of the weirder shit. Mm. And then the studio was like, too weird. I mean, yeah. once you hear what the weird shit is, you'll be like, I. I don't think they would have put that in a movie in 2001, no matter what. No, they would now. They might now, yeah. I think they would I now. mean, a lot of it made its way in a one way or in different forms into the show, yeah. which is a, the vastly superior piece of entertainment. I still haven't watched that, oh, but I've heard great it's things. It's very, very good. Um, the most famous thing about, about the book is something that I don't think that they would do now, and I felt like it was Thomas Harris. Like At the time, I felt like it was Thomas Harris, like maybe... Giving you everybody giving you a fuck a, you a middle finger yeah and that is of course that at the end of the book uh, they become lovers they become lovers Clarice Starling and Hannibal Lecter off mm. gal- like it ends with them like in Argentina dancing together mm. hap- living happily ever after and this is after Hannibal Lecter because like the sequence of events that happens at the end of this where Hannibal Lecter like takes her cuts open Grendler's head and yeah. feeds her the brains after this whole thing he digs up her dad's bones. Because yep. you remember she got a lot of daddy issues from when he, when he died. Her dad was a night watchman or yeah, whatever yeah. who died. Digs his daddy's bones up and puts them out, and is like, "See, Clary, somehow this like helps her break through." Something. Well, he's also they're, they're also <laughs> dosing each other with like psychotropic drugs it's and stuff a whole, like it's a that. Whole drug and thing. then she like she, they're like sitting at a table, and she like offers him her breast. Yeah, yeah, he like yeah, suckles yeah. Does he her. Eat it? No, he just like suckles her. <laughs> he just and, like, chomps it off. <laughs> and then they like, then they're lovers, and then it's real, it's real nasty, and it, Which it, is, it, and and it sort like, of feels like Thomas Harris. Going, like this no, is what you like if you like this stuff. There's no, I feel like there's no chemistry between Clarice and Hannibal in this movie yeah, there's, at all. There's no chemistry between anyone and anyone. And I mean, you you wouldn't. In the first one, at least, there was like the like, what is their vibe together? You know, in the yeah. first one, meaning Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, absolutely, and and it's certain that that's just not a thing that's going on no. in Silence of the Lambs. You, I mean, maybe from Hannibal's perspective, you watch the movie and it's like Hannibal's got a thing for. There's Clarice. at least there's a connection though, it, whether or not right. it's like a horny. They connection. have an emotional relationship. It's, it's like a, they're you know they're players on the same chessboard type vibe. And yeah, in this yeah. one, it's, are interesting. in this one, it's like. You guys know each other? <laughs> Do you guys, you guys actually know each other? Clarice, would you like to make out with me? Clarice. But anyway, to finish up answering your question, she passed. Like, she was just like, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. That's probably better. I like to think that uh, that she went... Um <laughs> they went, would you like to, without showing her the screenplay, they're like, would you like to do the, the sequel? And she's like, no. And then you're like, well, just read the screenplay and then decide. And then she read the screenplay and was like, actually, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to change to fuck no. But they, I mean, and of course, they wisely realized that they don't have a movie without Hopkins, so they gave him the, the double dump truck full of money. This is where, these yeah. are, this one and, yeah, and Red Dragon or Hopkins making money. Yeah. Well, there's no way I feel like anyone else could be in his role. That's. I would agree with you it, at this point. I mean, at this yeah, point, this absolutely. Point. Oh, absolutely. They're not going to make a movie without him. And, but the only the only problem is that like he takes such a hard turn into camp, and I feel like going forward with the rest of the movies that, that we're going to talk about today, they're all starting from this position of like, well, Hannibal Lecter is like the hero, and we're rooting for him, and we need to make the movies about Hannibal. Yeah. And uh, no, <laughs> like, they, and they turn him into such a camp figure. Yeah. And it just like. It removes any like of the emotional grounding or the menace from the character at all, and yeah. so he just turns into like, I mean, at some points he has like superhero powers. He's in, and by by the time uh, we get along to Hannibal Rising, he is flat out Batman. Yeah, he's, gr- he's just gross Batman. <laughs> yeah, that's all. It and is. in Red Dragon, I feel like he just doesn't have anything to do. Well, Most, I mean, mostly. that's because he's barely a part of yeah. the book at all, and they're, they so just, they just kind of keep shoehorning, shoehorning into the narrative. Yeah. It's so shoehorned in. 
Oh God, we'll get there. I don't. I don't like this movie, but holy shit! But Red yeah, Dragon. but you know who really Fuck. carries Hannibal? Gary Oldman. Oh my God, you're so right. <laughs> no, I love him oh, Gary so Oldman's much. Fucking this. hilarious! This is in this movie. immediately right off the bat another beautiful option for my Gary Oldman theme party yes. that I'm going to eventually do. Oh Cardell. Um, very excited for whoever tries to uh, dress up as as freaking Mason Verger. Just get out the rubber cement and pour a bunch of Just it over your it face. Too much shit on you, Cordell. I got, I got too, too much Cordell. fucking shit on me, Cordell. Will you, will you please, will you please give me my lime, Ricky Cordell? I don't want to be around anymore, Cordell. So, <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should sort of start where the movie starts. Uh, it's seven years after the events of Sounds of the Lambs, and Clarice Starling's FBI career is a little bit rocky. Can I also say before we get into the plot, oh, we yeah. also we also have a absolutely dog shit looking like opening credit sequence that's like oh, a the bunch black of, and white security like camera footage. Security camera footage, and it's like, oh boy, the opulence of a Ridley Scott picture. Here we go, and then just zoom in, bl- blow it up. But you, security you do footage. get that. I mean, like, yeah. I hate it though. I mean, it's just like, oh god, here we go. I think I just this like looks like shit. Disassociated I, during that. Cause I, I don't remember like, that at all. I mean, I guess I like to say that going going for like, I feel like this movie is a real turning point in Scott's career mm. because it's like right around here and Black Hawk Down is where like it's like two roads diverge in a yellow wood. I mean, like he does, he still does occasionally his like heavy tech procedural stuff like Black Hawk, but that's pretty rare these days. Hannibal is the start of him doing like these sort of more operatic, more um, let's call them like narratively disassociated works. You yeah. know, like he and they're they're more they're more like vibes based. They're more thematic. He you know he brings all these actors together and kind of sets them all on a chessboard against each other and lets it all play out. Instead of like Gladiator, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's still got a couple of those left in him, like Kingdom of Heaven, and you know, they still come, but like those are getting fewer and farther between. This movie is, and and I I like I like it a lot, but this movie is close to Prometheus. Like, it has a very similarly arch tone. It's very like heavy on the visuals. Um, it's more like. The narrative is very loose, you know, and sort of unstructured. Mm. Yeah, that's part of that's part of the book too. The book yeah. has a very unsatisfying plot. Yeah, uh, it's like I, I think that uh, the, the sense of humor really starts to come through. I suppose like, so. It's it's Ridley's sense of humor. It's not not Thomas Harris's. This is just one of those classic examples of a thing where there's a famous property, an extremely valuable property, and then they've already signed up to make the sequel, and they're like, we can't lose, and now let's wait for that book to come out. And then the book comes out, and everybody's like, fuck, oh, <laughs> shit, man. Well, we paid a lot of money for this. We've got to make it. And then I, and I just feel like everybody who was already signed on for it was like, fucking shit, this right. is going to suck. We know we're making. Now we all know we're going to make a bad thing. We're all way overclassified, um, over uh, qualified, overqualified for this yeah. shit. And really, and Ridley Scott's no exception. It's like, just so weird. I, that how am I going to make they something would take Ridley this, Scottish? Like, achingly this. empathetic drama. Yeah, and turn it into this macabre opera piece. So different from Jonathan Demme. So yeah. different from. Jonathan I mean, the Demi. book is the book is you know the source is the source. That's this this the, is that's the book that he wrote. This is following up until the end. Following it's pretty pretty close to the book. To the book. Yeah. I mean, with some crucial differences, but yeah. I think it's hard to find the right tone and vibe and genre. At like, it's 
you can't emulate what like Silence of the Lambs have found. Right. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? And and these are like, well, do we want to be a crime? Do we want to be like a crime movie? Do we want to be like a super campy like serial killer? Like he's a cannibal. It's fun. It's wacky. Yeah. You know, a and like type of thing. Yeah. Or do we want to be like? you know this like tough like female detective and like what's really going so- like a psychological drama yeah. and and no one found it it's just weird that <laughs> like yeah. th- they took they took the like the most crucial element out of Silence of the Lambs to make the re- all of the rest of these movies which is like any kind of relatable interiority for any character mm-hmm. like there's no empathy left in any of these movies <laughs> the closest it gets is as Norton and Ray finds in Red Dragon, because that again, that's really close to Thomas Harris's book, and that book is like pretty good. It's like more straightforward. It's a yeah. lot like Sounds of the Lambs, um, and so. But the farther they get away from that stuff, the worse these movies get. Yeah, it, it turns out Thomas Harris has a lot, a lot, uh, has a lot to blame to do. He's got some splaining to do <laughs> to, to a point where I didn't even know he was involved in one of these movies that we'll be talking about. Yeah, I was like very surprised to find out. Yep. So he went fucking. I guess he I already guess he was nuts. nuts, and he went nutser. Uh, I would also like to point out, um, just just be like since we're at the beginning of this movie, I saw this movie the first time I was in Chicago. Okay, I was visiting a friend in Chicago. Very exciting. So like it's very memorable to me, and everybody was excited about this movie. You know, yeah. Silence of the Lambs is one of the most beloved movies of all time. We're gonna go see like a really good hard R serial killer movie with Hannibal fucking Lecter in it. And then the, after that awful opening credits um, thing, there's a shot of a of like a courtyard, and all the pigeons in the yeah, courtyard yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> form Hannibal Lecter's face. And I remember that exact cool. moment, like I, like, like a, having a feeling in the back of my head, going like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that's not good." I watched that's this not a one time does. before, and I only, I only remembered the the end, which is what the only part I it's really. The only liked. thing anybody remembers. Um, so this was basically a first time viewing for okay. me. <laughs> I've seen this multiple times. I actually watched this just a couple of years ago, just because I figured we were going to do it then. This you is know. probably the fourth or fifth time. I've I know. Seen I know. This. I saw it in theaters. I've seen it multiple times. Yeah. Anyway, so okay. Well, Clarice is, has her reputation has kind of gone down yeah. since the whole Lecter stuff from Silence of the Lambs, and she shoots her gun a lot. Yeah, she's one she's, of the many things I hated about the book. She's apparently got a quick trigger. And uh, and she's in she's on the quick response team of this FBI like sting operation to this for, for this like, like drugs lady gangster this lady drug dealing gangster and ends up basically it ends up in a situation where she opens fire on a woman holding a baby. <laughs> she tried to back down. No, nope. she did. She there was did. like a hot shot that that was not part of the FBI. It was part of like the police force or whatever. I don't know. You know they all have their they all have their enemies and shit on either side, whatever. And she was like, like, okay, she has a baby. Let's not do it. And he was like, no, we're going to fucking do it. Let's yeah, do it. Let's true. move in. Um, and then the drug lady comes out. The drug lady? The, the mafiosa. She's, she's got a baby Bjorn. She has a little baby Bjorn with a baby, and she reaches for her gun to shoot Julianne Moore, and Julianne Moore shoots her. Yeah. But then she gets in trouble. She has a trouble for it. And I, this is a classic movie thing, too, where like this, we, we see what happens here. Everybody else sees what happens here. And she still gets in trouble for it. And it's like, like, come on. Dude, remember when she sprays <laughs> off that baby's face? The baby's yeah. covered in blood and she goes immediately and she takes the baby, but she just like sprays it's it with very, a hose. It's very yeah. dramatic, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, she's like I was like, that's a lot. I was like, get a gentle get a spray blood off the baby. My, no. favorite, okay. my favorite part of this is when she, she uh, tells all the other FBI dudes, uh, now remember- She's got HIV. 
So if don't if you if you arrest her, don't put your hands in her hair because she's got needles in there. That's from the book. It's like, oh my oh, wow. god, <laughs> that's one of the things from the book where you're like, she sticks little HIV needles into her hair, and you're like, uh oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna be a it's, good book. It's so funny too because like this is the movie where, or the book and the movie basically where like all the serial killers are like they're fucking super villains. They they have like yeah. they have like like fucking costumes and like <laughs> like a whole thing, you know? They're, it's like this guy fell into a vat of acid and it gave him super. <laughs> Evil powers. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sorry to keep uh, bringing up the book, but it's a very insane book. And uh, Gary Oldman's character drinks the tears of children. Yes, in he the does. That children, cool. Gary Oldman, children that he molests. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. Whole, oh, yeah. I guess he's not cool. He's a he's a child molester in the book. Thanks and he, for reminding and, me. And he's he a drinks, child molester. He drinks he drinks their tears from of fear. He has them put in like cocktails. That's scary though. Yeah. I I like that. Even <laughs> though I don't like that he molests. To be it's clear, you guys, disgusting. I do not like that he molests children. And well, that I was mean, just a thing that they were like, we're not putting that in the fucking movie. But the, it is the other, scary. The other thing that they don't, I mean, I'll just spoil it right now. The other thing that's not in the movie, the big thing that's not in the movie is that, so in the in the, or in the movie, he has his manservant Cordell, Jelko Ivanek. In the book, it's his sister Margot. Yeah, she's a bodybuilder. Whom. What? That's cool too. It gets worse. Whom he molested better? as they were children. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a lesbian bodybuilder who wants to take over the family fortune, but can't because she has no children. Uh, and she wants to marry her lover, and they're gonna, they want to take over the, the company. At the end of the book, she, uh, <laughs> she milks Mason's That's seed right. yeah, yeah, yeah. by sodomizing him with an electric cattle prod. While simultaneously jamming his prized moray eel down his throat and electrocuting him. You guys, I know this is like <laughs> bad or whatever, <laughs> but I really think like if that, that I was would. In the movie, I would like it. More. I would fucking love to watch a movie where all this fucked up shit happened. You kidding me? <laughs> I'm not getting milked for this movie. I won't do it. And then, and then Margot, as a favored elector, because she like, because you know she. Because bad guys stick together. Because bad, well, ver, well, like she hates Mason just as much as Lecter does. So yeah. like she helps Lecter get away. They stick closer to it in the TV show, right? They well, I mean, the Isn't, TV show amalgamates everything all over the place. So, so wait, there should, isn't anything direct. I should watch the TV show. Definitely. The, oh, the TV show is outstanding. Does it's it have awesome. weird fucked up shit like what you just talked about? Absolutely, in it? but that specific thing I don't think I'm happens just, in the show. Okay. Still, I mean, they let. Him I'm get like, away I'm with only the, watching it if someone gets milked. The, the show's <laughs> the show is awesome, and there is some crazy fucking shit on that show. It's great. It's a really really it good. show. Usually does take me around ten years to start a new TV show, so I think it's about time. Start watching Hannibal. This is, this is perfect spooky season <laughs> material, you, and you'd love it. Too. All right, you'd it's really it fucked up. They let him get away with so much because I think that they just—it was one of those cases where the studio was kind of ignoring it. Yeah, like the show wasn't their priority or anything. So yeah, they just so like, everything was whatever. Was whatever you, yeah, whatever you're doing. Whatever. Yeah. And nobody was mad. Nobody you know, was like, mad. They put all this weird because shit it was in successful. a network. Team. No, yeah. I don't think it was. Wait, it wasn't. No, no, no. Oh, no. well, maybe. I just mean, they among, got three among seasons out of it. The Twitter crowd that I've. Yeah, it was critically acclaimed and low and beloved by its fan base. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but it's fucking awesome. And if and you're listening to us and you haven't watched it, oh my God, you really should. I watched the first episode of that show when it aired mm-hmm. because I had a couple beers prepared because I was going to laugh at it. Yeah, I was going to hate watch it. This is going to be a, <laughs> be like, a oh, terrible fuck. show. This is a terrible idea. The last Hannibal thing we had was Hannibal Rising. This yeah. shit has run its course. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Why are we still doing and this? And that first episode is like, and, holy and shit, And the first episode good. immediately yeah. is good, too. Like, I don't want to tell you what happens, but it's like within seconds I was like, I'm excited. this is actually good. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, and speaking Watch of speaking Hannibal. of serial killers with superpowers, oh my god, <laughs> that show! He's a he's a full on god in that one, but it makes sense. All right, you guys it's are gonna made, be it's freaking hyped. So yeah. I'll, oh, yeah, next next episode, it. I'll let everyone know what I think because yeah. I'll at least watch one. Well, episode. anyway, back to the bad Hannibal. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah. Bad, bad so and, and uh, but her so her reputation is like you know blowing up. She's got a new Justice Department guy who's like really trying to dig into Krendler. her, Paul Krendler, who's I think he's a, char- a minor character in Silence of the Book, but I don't remember. Right. Any, in any case, um, oh, he's a dick. He's a dick, and he's she he's rejected him. Hot for Starling, yeah. He, she rejected him, and now he's got it in for you her. Didn't despite the give fact me that, that he... hot little body. Now I'm gonna ruin your career. Oh my god, that's. That's a really, really great Ray Liotta. <laughs> I think it's. You guys are good. You guys six. are so good. Starling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. Come on. <laughs> anyway, All my life I wanted to be an FBI I wanted agent. To be an FBI agent. So uh, he wants to. He wants to get at Starling. He wants to undermine her or fuck her or both. Both. He's a bad, 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 He's bad, a bad guy. guy. Bad baby blues. And. uh... Meanwhile, then, then what happens is Hannibal, who's now living in exile, sort of, in Italy, Florence. under the name Dr. Fell. He's in disguise, which means he wears a hat and hangs he's out in, at a he's museum. He's in disguise <laughs> as Hannibal Lecter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what? What? Yeah. If he's on the most wanted list and stuff, but he's just walking around looking like Hannibal Lecter, doing stuff doing, that Lecter doing, would like, do. Doing, famous people shit. Yeah, and like doing like conferences it's and nuts. stuff yeah. as Dr. Fell. Yeah. It's one of the, he's one of the most famous people on the planet, the most fascinating serial killer who ever lived. I mean, he's like something out of a book, this guy. He's, yeah. so, <laughs> he's so fascinating. And he doesn't... I think in the book he has plastic... He's had plastic surgery. I don't recall. Uh, or something like that. But in this one, obviously... He's just like living you, his you gotta have, life. You gotta have him looking like Hannibal he's Lecter. Literally like doing shit he loves besides like actively eating people. Yeah, he's, he's like, like a. He, yeah. he, he doing, is evidently he's actively like, eating people though. Still, well, doesn't he like start? He wasn't for a while, and then he starts. Or what has he? Always I think been? he's always been doing it, but it's like. Well, it, then yeah, he's living his best fucking life. Living yeah. his best life. He's doing seminars on uh, classic literature oh, and yes. art and stuff like that. Now nah, I'm going to talk Soaking about Dante. Soaking in the culture of Italy. As you can say, Dante, blah, blah, blah. And everybody's like, and, everybody, and it's like one of those things, too, where he'll be like, and this here represents uh, God, and then this thing represents Satan. So you see, God liked God and didn't like Satan. And then the audience goes, yeah, that's the best <laughs> seminar on that he, sort of stuff he, we've he ever heard. He also cannot resist working in little cannibal puns. And he's got, just about he's every got line. <laughs> I like to eat people. And uh, as you can see here, Botticelli did this. I like to eat people. <laughs> and, and so he's he's out there living in disguise in in Italy, disguised as a as a scholar of Dante and Renaissance he, art. And he stuff lives like in that. a in a flat that I would guess the uh, probably cost him about twenty six million dollars. Yeah, approx. Yeah. It's the size of a basketball stadium. <laughs> and he's he he gets wind of what happened to Clarice and contacts her. He like mm-hmm. sends her a letter. She's having career. He really negs her in this letter. He too. really negs her. Oh, he loves of, it's that. Pretty vicious. He loves that. And also, How do you like being a loser, Clarice. There's Mason Verger, who is a former victim of Lecter's, played the only surviving, the victim. only surviving victim, played uncredited by Gary Oldman under some heavy makeup because what happened is <laughs> Hannibal gave him a bunch of fucking night like poppers, poppers. and made and, and, <laughs> and talked him, him into rip his skin off, talked him into carving his own face off. That so like really eating it. Really, whose fault is this? Yeah. To be honest, like and this guy is insanely rich and uh, is obsessed with getting revenge on Lecter, and he's even in contact with Barney Frankie Faison, yeah. who is like selling him Lecter artifacts for hundreds of thousands for hundreds of dollars. Of thousands even of though dollars. he still lives in a shitty apartment, I don't know what he's yeah. doing with the money. 
And then, uh, and and he has like a bounty out on Lecter. Yeah. And he also has a farm with feral, man-eating, gigantic hogs. So yeah. what was up with that? His, fa- that was his, his family is a uh, agriculture family. He would call. Remember, they he made would like, their call from... people and be like, "How are the hogs?" or whatever. And yeah. then like they would turn on like a recording of people screaming, and the hogs would go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're, trying to get the pro- <laughs> they're trying to get it so, like, if a person is screaming, the hogs get hungry. Oh, they're, they're trying, trying to, to connect that. Thing going. I was like, they're, they're getting, yeah, they're I also wanted to point out um, that the, the guy who turns on the radio, mm-hmm. I know that guy, or I knew that Personally? guy in L.A. Yeah, his name is Marco Greco. He's an actor in L.A. Yeah, Shout out, Marco. Yeah. Good job. Greco Marco. He was friends with the... Uh, with my roommate at the time. Interesting. Nice. He, was a, he had a one-man show about his father called uh, uh, Behind the Counter with Mussolini. What? Because <laughs> his dad ran a deli in New York. I could go on and on about this guy who doesn't yeah, have any speaking pretty, lines. He doesn't have any lines pretty in fascinating, movie. Behind the Counter with Mussolini? Yeah, it was a show that he didn't have. It was good, too. His dad Shout was out. Mussolini? No, his no. dad was an, Ita- was an Italian uh, deli owner who liked Mussolini oh. and fancied himself, styled himself after Mussolini. After Il Duce. After this Il Duce. He had a sandwich fun. at the deli called the Il Duce. Yeah, they don't talk about how many Italians still really liked Mussolini after Well, they, well <laughs> after we don't need to, I mean, now over. they just elected another one, so. Yeah, they clearly there's some fondness there. Yeah. Anyway. I want a deli sandwich from New York right now. Oh, that sounds great. Sounds Maybe we can yummy. get one around here. We just go Subway. It's the same. Same shit. <laughs> you fucking if they give you your sandwich. Yeah, right. Uh, anyway, uh, also yeah, he's got these this farm full of wild man-eating hogs that the, he wants to feed Lecter to, and more money than God. He's got all the money Insane and rich, all the hogs. Rich. And, and yet he still has like a really like antique wheelchair he runs. He goes around yeah. in, even though he has all this money. <laughs> and he can't eat a cookie or it'll kill him. That is a that is a detail that's pointed out. Yeah, like on. his digestive system is apparently all <laughs> fucked up somehow. <laughs> I'd f- I'd give you a cookie, Mason, or it'll but it would kill you. I'd give you a cookie. Mason. So Hannibal made this guy cut his face up so much that he can't eat cookies. There's now. a flashback I mean, where they're bad. like dancing and doing poppers, and then he's like, "Why don't you cut your face off? Why feed don't you it to eat the dogs." <laughs> and uh, he does. So he sure and does. whose fault is that? And now he looks like he's had a bunch of uh, rubber cement poured onto his onto his face. It yeah. is awful, an awful effect <laughs> yeah. that I despise. Oh, I think the makeup's looks, really good. It's Ugh. so good. It looks so gross. It looks like I a, loved it. It looks like a like a I don't know rubber play ball or something like that. And <laughs> it looks and like the camera LOL is, and funny to me. And gunk. I'm watching this on Blu-ray. The camera is just like it's tied in on this. Yeah. You can just see. You can all see the... how wet it is. His Ugh. face, just the surface of his I, face. I just think it just looks very fakey. And to he's me. got a he's got a drool straw. Yeah, uh, you know to like suck all the drool out of one his of mouth. his eyes is just sort of permanently open and all that sort of like. <laughs> I can't believe make you don't like talk like this. I loved it. It's my. It's probably my favorite thing in the whole movie. Me it's too. one of the better things of the movie, but it's a very very bad movie. It's like, there should there should just be a whole podcast dedicated to movies in which Gary Oldman is the only awesome thing. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of them. There are multiple ones. <laughs> uh, so like. That's kind of the setup. Oh, and also fourth fourth plot thread is uh, oh, Giancarlo Giannini, yeah. Inspector Potsy. This is a huge chunk of Inspector the movie. Potsy. He's also Potsy. on the case, and he well, he basically starts to suspect that Doctor Fell is Lecter and wants to claim the bounty on Lecter. This yes. is a solid forty minute chunk of the movie. It's a big, <laughs> it's this it's guy a big that we just piece met. of the movie, and like the first, I don't say, I would say the first hour of the movie is sort of bouncing between these four plot lines, and a lot of it is like Clarice on the phone trying to call Giancarlo Giannini and go like, "Hey, don't chase Hannibal Lecter." Yeah, and that doesn't work but he's, out. So but good he's for got him. a uh, he's got a trophy wife that he that, yes. that likes the finer things in life, so he needs the money. Yes, and so he's gonna sell, and he needs to, like a whole huge plot of this is like him getting 
the fingerprint so he can prove and get the money from uh, yeah he from hires Mason a Bridger's Sardinian to, like, get a fingerprint from Hannibal Lecter and, and then he Hannibal does Lecter, he gets it but Hannibal Lecter kills the guy yeah. and, and it's funny too, slices his femoral he, artery he slices him open and and the guy is like dying and and Giancarlo Genio goes like let me help you and the guy's like no don't and wait it's like first why? off the guy goes he tried he tried to get my he tried to get my balls but he missed he, he missed. says something like that yeah, he sliced him in his groin yeah yeah. And then he just <laughs> just let me go. You don't know what it's like being a pick a pocket in a Florence, Italy. Let me go. Just let me die. He's let no me good die. He's boss. no good, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Italian. <laughs> Fucking Italian. It's okay. I'm from Sicily. It's okay. Yeah, Matt is directly from Sicily. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> came over in his teens. My, I came over on the Mayflower. <laughs> Clarice has this letter and she's trying to figure out they're like the paper is normal the pen the ink's normal we're not going ah, to the track it, but it, sm- it has a certain scent and so they take there's this great I like this scene because I thought it was just so fucking dumb where they take it to like the perfume experts yeah. you know the perfume experts and it's uh it's um it's uh, the guy from all the De Palma movies, and he's Tio from Breaking Bad. Is Mark Margolis? Yeah. And they're just passing this letter, and they're like wafting it into their nostrils, and they're like, "Yes, yeah, a scent of bergamot and blah 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 it's, blah blah." It's blah. ambergris. Yeah, and ambergris. Like, well, what's ambergris? That's the classiest kind of perfume. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. from a what is it from a whale or something? Yeah. And they and can it's, only it's whale, get it. It's whale puke. You can only get it in parts of. Europe. Parts of blah blah blah, <laughs> and there are only it's extremely two or three, valuable. There are only two or three perfumeries that will make it. I will get you a list. We'll give you a list. Yeah, yeah. it's a thing. It's like literal whale puke, and you just have and to it find. Smells it. good. You just have to find it on the beach. If uh, anyone wants to send us some ambergris uh, perfume, you can go ahead and send that to Cody, us. Cody, send us some ambergris. <laughs> uh, Fifty thirty perfume. Roosevelt Wayne with you. Do, do people send it here? Yeah, they send I, have stuff? I have stuff sent here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so but, yeah, but, it's, but it's like, but it's more valuable than gold, basically, yeah. uh, and because uh, because Hannibal Lecter's into these obscure fancy, the, yeah, of the, course the, he likes well, also, fancy things. Also, he knows that she will be able to track him this way. He does mm-hmm. want to have a like a meeting with her. Yeah, and Hannibal throughout his antics is constantly like making little uh, asides about. Do you believe in the power of true love? <laughs> Yeah. And stuff because he's because he's hinting to the audience that I'm actually in love with Clarice and I'm kind of obsessed with her now and I believe that she's really nice and pretty and stuff and I hope she likes me. <laughs> she, well, the letter that he writes check her is uh, check do, yes you, or no, do you like me? Check yes or check no. Yes yeah. or no. <laughs> Will you go out with me, please? <laughs> Use a calligraphy pen when you check yes or no. Uh, um, <laughs> I really like when he finally gets the drop on Giancarlo Giannini. First of all, he tells him this like long story about how he's related to the Pazzi, the traitors. Yeah. This traitorous oh, Italian yeah. family. And then, like, the, you know, so there's this whole history that he lectures him about. And then he's like, this is a picture of, this is a picture of your ancestors. See how his intestines are all over the place? He How'd got you like hung him? and they, and got they him. bounced him. off of the stone wall, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. And then when he, when he basically, he's like, okay, I'm going to uh, drop you out of this building now. Would you like your bowels in or out? And he's got his, he's got his mouth taped, so he's just like, Ooh! And then Hannibal goes, okie dokie. Okie dokie, dealer's choice. <laughs> and then like slices him open. There's a really funny shot of his body like like jerking against the like the, the yeah. chain that's holding him and then his, like, his guts fall Just out and hit the ground. And there's a bunch of uh, like tourists or something yeah, like, like sitting ah! and they're like, oh, yeah. Actually, the, some people there's a, No, there's an entire they, Japanese tour yeah. group. 
interesting detail in this scene. Somebody does like, laugh, though. There's a couple people that are laughing because they don't know what it is. Yeah. And then it, like, turns to horror, which I, I enjoyed that little I that feel like that's ripple. real enough. Yeah. Like, what, We're like, what, what's that? that? Oh, shit. You know, that sort of thing. And that's when Hannibal absconds and somehow makes his way to uh, America. And I do want to point out that I don't, this is one of Ridley Scott's worst movies, and he's not without his bad movies. Uh, I, I would th- argue I that it's not among his worst movies, but it is bad. I, I like it. I enjoy it too much. Like, I have too much fun watching it to hate it. Yeah, it's only Even like though I recognize that it this sucks. Movie I enjoy. Um, but, like, he, the way he shoots Florence is it's amazing. Lovely, yeah. And mm-hmm. you can tell this is, like, Ridley, Ridley kind of going, like, I got to get what fun I can out of this. And he and he shoots Florence in this fantastic, surreal sort of way. And it, particularly during this scene, the because it's shot at night and the way everything is lit, it doesn't look real. Yeah. But it is. He's clearly, sh- I mean, if you really look There's at those shots, footage, it's incredible. Yeah. He lives in Italy, too, so. Is that right? Yeah, he spends a lot of time. So, I, hmm. yeah, I suspect that he, because I can't imagine, uh, there are a few places more surreal to live probably than like sur- uh, one of these ancient Roman cities yeah. where they still kind of look the way that they did 2,000 years right. ago. I don't know. It, it's pretty amazing, and it, and it fits this stuff pretty well, but it's pretty dire otherwise. I, I think a lot of the movie oh. doesn't look very good. Well, the other the other thing is the, that, the, that we forgot to mention is that, like, you know, Mason has his, like, his hit squad, his goon squad. The Sardinians. And, and, they're, and they're like, they pay Giancarlo Giannini the bounty, basically and they're like you'll get the rest after we get Lecter but like stay out of it let us handle it yeah. now and he's like I can't I have to see this through for the some end. reason and it's like I don't know why you're doing that it's like I thought you just wanted the money like why all does of a sudden it, you're it doesn't invested. make sense but anyway so he's dead the the crew doesn't get the drop on Lecter Lecter escapes to the United States where he intends to pursue his relationship with Clarice mm-hmm. then what happens uh, oh, this is also a part where um, Mason Verger, Verger knows that um, Hannibal's after Clarice, mm-hmm. and then he's kind of like, uh, well, if you injure a rabbit, then the the fox will come yeah. looking for it, but not to help. So they're gonna. So their idea is that if they fuck up Clarice's life, then Hannibal will come swoop and, in, and then they they contact Krendler and try to get Krendler to help and, them. And they're gonna pay money yeah, to he, Krendler he to like now. fire Clarice. Yeah, Clarice goes because he's mad because Clarice wouldn't fuck him. Yeah, and that's his entire that's his fucking entire motivation because yeah. he's oh, a yeah. jackass. He calls her corn pone country pussy. Yeah, uh, more than once. That's very hot. More. Than once. Yeah, twice I believe. He uses the term "corn pone country pussy." He, he, twice. Says, he also, uh, one, I think, one time when he says it is when he's been lobotomized. Though is that not true? Yeah. Well, he goes, "Hey, did you know that the state is full of corn pone country pussy?" <laughs> That's not very nice, Paul. <laughs> That's a pretty mean thing to say, there, Paul. I'm gonna eat your brain some more. <laughs> uh, but like, Clarice goes and stays in Paul Krendler's uh, uh, beach house. That's that's Paul Krendler's house, and she goes and stays in it for a little while. I didn't understand what the fuck that was all about at all. All of this this section of the movie is very fuzzy to me. I don't get it until then. I don't think I even realized that that's where she was. Me either. I was like, how does Clar- I mean, we know Clarice doesn't come from a rich family, and then she, all of a sudden she's living in this like nice, this large house, this kind of palatial looking estate, like on the coast. This is where where Hannibal, where she falls asleep, and Hannibal comes in and puts the like picture. Over over the magazine mm. and stuff like, and just like, you need to change the batteries in the phone, Clarice, and all that. Whole I thought whole that was thing. not. I don't think that's the same house from the end of the movie. It's the same house because Krendler comes up to it later on at the end of the movie and is like, "This is my beach house." It's the exact same house. Oh, fascinating! I have no I, idea. I either I either missed this or thought it was under some other impression. Yeah, Absolutely. I glazed over it. 
Uh, if anybody can uh, explain what's going on there, maybe they're just <laughs> similar-looking houses. They're, they're that's the that's same what house. I, that's what I thought. I'm yeah. telling you, man, <laughs> because I, I I really noticed it this time. Maybe because it's just I was the, just like, why does it's Florida's... the FBI's beach house? It could, they all it, share. It's maybe, a timeshare. So it's a timeshare. So, no, I get the beach house this weekend, and Paul's got it next weekend. I'm just doing the Jodie Foster. <laughs> no, like, and I'm I not going to do. Though. I don't want to do. Because then you have to do like a ten percent Jodie Foster. I know, and I love Julianne Moore, but she truly the f- they didn't. She didn't. There was nothing for her. This was the first. And she gave nothing. Really high turn. profile role for Julie Julianne Moore. She was a real indie darling, and we all loved her. And she could do no wrong. And this was the first one I remember going like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Julianne yeah. Moore's capable of this being. Is, a this is why I'm confused about what you're talking about. You've got it wrong. I do. Yeah, <gasps> she doesn't stay there. Lecter takes her there. Hmm. Lecter breaks into the beach this house. This is at the end, though. Okay. I'm the talking about house. before that scene. Now, she's, she leaves from her apartment to go to Union Station because that's where they have the big thing where Lecter gets caught by the bad guys. And st- or Lecter avoids getting caught by the bad guys and like all that stuff. They get Krendler involved. Lecter drugs her and takes her to Krendler's beach house. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think and she's that's where it all to know ends where that is. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And she wakes up, she's wearing that black dress and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of it. I'm thinking of a different different part than that, where she's not she's not in. It's not as dark. We can't get bogged down into this. No, time. she like, doesn't I, go to that house to, until towards the end of the movie. She's at her own her place well. currently, right I, now in the plot. No, I consider myself correct in this one, so we're gonna have to diverge Uh-oh. and keep moving on. Uh, I did go back and check uh, on this case because I thought it was weird that Clarice had such a huge house. So what happens from what we're talking about now until she wakes up in her black dress and she's all drugged, kind of? Lecter gets her to come to a Union Station where Verger's people who have been following Clarice are hoping to catch Lecter, and then he, he gives them the slip. Yes. This movie, you guys. <laughs> We're just like... <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fuck this, uh, like, the, the intricacies of this plot. Yeah. Basically, what happens is... It ramps up to Hannibal Lecter gets captured by the Sardinians. They yeah. take him to Mason Verger's giant palatial meat estate. Yes. And uh, and, Cal- and he... And, but Clarice Hannibal Lecter basically him. planned all of this, and so he knows that Clarice is going to come save him. Uh, and then so she, like, shows up. Uh, Verger's got his whole plan, his whole fantasy plan, because uh, he's getting revenge on Lecter, yep. is to have the, the pigs the eat, him, eat him. But, of course, they're going to eat his feet first, and that'll be very unpleasant. <laughs> he seems to have, like, absolutely no understanding of what kind of person Hannibal Lecter is. I know. Like, even if it, this plan goes, he's like, been really blinded, well. He's been blinded by his rage towards him, and so instead of getting to know the kind of guy he is in order to do the best, best revenge ever, he's, like, so obsessed with just wanting to kill him, he doesn't really even know who the fuck Lecter is. Yeah, like, because the whole is, like, uh, and then it'll have the pigs eat his feet, and I'm sure he'll be screaming and stuff like that. Like, no, we already know that he, he can do whatever and his heart rate won't raise over whatever yeah. like he's like he's not going to give you any of that satisfaction we all know that why don't you know that like it's stupid uh, but anyways she breaks into the this the, this is very place. perfunctory too yeah she gets in there she kills a couple of the the goons she gets shot yeah uh, but Lecter escapes, and then yeah, Lecter escapes because <laughs> because the guy pushing uh, Mason in the wheelchair, he's like at the ed- he's at the edge of the the drop off into the like hog pit, and then Lecter's just like, you know, if you push him, if you push him you in, you could always say it, it was me. me. Yeah. And, and the he, guy's uh, just like, and indeed he All does. Right. And I love that. <laughs> I also like that the the hogs don't uh, don't want to eat 
Hannibal because he's not scared. <laughs> he just stands there and they don't care. Yeah, yeah, that happens a lot of times in these, particularly in this one and the next one, where dogs will be like, "Hey, you!" and then they'll and then oh, yeah, he'll just dog. look at them and be like, "Oh, hey, you win." Well, that You're happens. That happens another time in this one, I think, when he first goes to Krendler's beach house to break in. Yeah. And there's that vicious dog, or the you know his like his German Shepherd is there, and dogs the dogs just him. scared of him. Dogs scared of him. Yeah. <laughs> it's an animal thing. That's a. But then, so now, now, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is when Lecter takes Clarice to <laughs> this Paul's, does happen. Yeah, yeah, to Paul's beach house. I agree on that because he's been breaking in and out the whole time. Yeah, and and so uh, Clarice, Clarice wakes up. Wakes she's up. All drugged. She's drugged. She's she's wearing a gorgeous black dress. Yeah, love the dress. Love the dress, Clarice. Love the suit. Um, <laughs> and she kind of she wakes up and she's like, "Where the fuck?" And she's like stumbling through, and she sees the phone, and she does successfully call for backup. Yeah, she, she shouldn't does. have left the phone lines open. And uh, she she makes her way. She hears she hears uh, Krendler in the kitchen talking with Lecter, and, and she's like, "What? What is Seems going on?" Seems oddly friendly. Yeah, Krendler's going, "Oh, that smells delicious." What is like, that? What capers? You... Is that capers? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, Paul. <laughs> they walk in, and Paul Krendler's sitting. He's got a, a hat chair. on. He's got, He's got a, hat a hat on. Not like yeah. Hannibal Lecter to allow someone to wear a hat at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Seems that's your odd. that's your first, that's your first red flag. Red flag. Yeah. And Hannibal's and cooking mean, up some stuff. He sends stuff. mean things to Clarice again, but he's all he's all do- he's all dopey. How's it going, yeah. Clarice? Still a loser. <laughs> I'm just and Clarice kidding. just kind of like sits down at the table. She has she grabbed like a statue or something, and and Lecter's it's like, a, you no, gotta bash me over the It's a snow globe. He's like, why don't you put that down? And she does. Because she's gotten like sodium amytal, it makes her like her very successful. Sodium uh, amytal with some of the truth agent. Yeah, and uh, yeah, with some of the truth agents. And uh, and then <laughs> and Paul goes, "Hey, that's mine." That's right, Paul. It is. Because <laughs> they're in his house. Yeah, so yeah, these, are, these are all his things. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Hannibal, did I ever tell you about the corn porn country pussy? Yes, yes, Paul. Very good. So it basically becomes clear that uh, what he's done is he's lo- he's going to lobotomize Paul. He, he like takes the hat off and cuts off the top of and his then skull. Just, he's already got it cut. He's just we got missed, like the we skull. forgot to talk about the part where he goes, he goes to a hospital, steals a doctor's lab coat, goes into the morgue, <laughs> locks the mor- the the me into the into the freezer, and steals all of his like autopsy. Tools. I love that he stole a lab coat. So yeah. funny. <laughs> so that was really funny. But anyway, so that's how he did all this stuff. And then uh, and so, so he yeah, just like he he's just like you know this is the frontal lobe it controls uh, you know he's you get, poking at the brain. Right, and before we, before we get into the brain thing, the most one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in a movie happens here, and that's where he pulls the little sack off of the brain. Oh yeah, he's like this is the, this is the containment sack, Clarice, and then he like pulls this gooey sack yeah. that I'm I'm assuming exists in real life and real brains. There's only and one way to find out. Something about this that is just it's just truly disgusting. I love it. But anyway, he um. Yeah, he's he like, this is the this off. is the part of his brain that does other things, and he like chops it off, flambes it, and this is one of my favorite lines <laughs> in the whole movie, where he feeds it to Ray Liotta. He makes him eat a piece of his own brain, and Ray Liotta goes, "Oh, it's not very good, buddy." It's not very good, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember seeing this in the theater when it came out, and like the audience was really grossed out, going like, "Oh no!" And I was just cackling like a fucking idiot. <laughs> 
It's oh, a thing. It, it, it's a thing. It, it's fascinating. It's a thing that people I think thought was off-putting. Which of course, I mean, that's the whole point. But it's sure. like, what kind of movie did you think you're? Like, right. Silence of the Lambs is a pretty fucking disgusting movie too. Like, what are we doing? Man, it's, not, it's called this Hannibal. Is just so funny. Yeah, it, this is like I think what you come here to see. In oh, my absolutely. Opinion. I mean, it's, yep. th- this is, and this is the only thing I remembered from the other time I watched it. So it's what sticks I just, with you. I can't hate it. I can't hate this. It's too funny. I definitely hate it, but I don't hate this scene. And then they great. get they Lecter and Clarice get in a tussle. And I love that he slams her ponytail into the fridge to yeah. hold her in place. And it breaks was, off the handle. I thought that was cool. And yeah. then and then she and then he kisses her, and she manages mm. to get the opportunity to handcuff them together. Forever and, Forever ever. and ever. I'm going to have to cut off your hand, Clarice, because uh, he's like above the wrist or below. Above, this, this is, is going, going to hurt really bad. Really bad. What and would you guys do, above or below? Uh, I would do below. Above or below what? The, the wrist. wrist. So like here or here? Yeah. yeah. Like bone, big bone, or lots of little bones. I don't know. It lots really of little matter. bones, baby. Like <laughs> lots of little bones, really. baby. Uh, I don't know. I can't. But choose. then he cuts <laughs> off his own hand. You yeah, because he loves her. Because he's in love with her, and then he gets away. And the next thing he you goes, know, he goes and buys a big box of gourmet food. Yeah, I don't Give know. Give me a variety pack of getting, gourmet food. How is he traveling? Where is he getting his money? <laughs> he gets a HelloFresh box. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, fancy, a very it's super a fancy, fancy Dean and DeLuca box. Because <laughs> there's like caviar and yeah. in it and shit like it's that. It's like it reminded this me of a fancier version of the little the little picnic cheese box that I got on the airplane last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But like, but like way more expensive. And it's huge too. <laughs> it's like it's there's so much stuff in this box. I love the way he talks to the little kid on the plane where the kid the little kid is like. Like, I don't like the food on the plane. He's like, no, should you? You're a very sp- <laughs> he says, you're a very special little boy. Garbage in, you? garbage out. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the kid, he has this little, t- this I little don't even Tupperware. Think they call it food. Yeah, a little Tupperware thing of brains, of course. Yeah. Grendler's brains. <laughs> Leota brain to go. I love Hannibal Lecter and Tupperware. Just like the, that combination <laughs> yeah. is wonderful. Uh, if you burp it, that means you know it's sealed. What if correctly, we just had Clarice? a Ziploc bag? You know, you can tell it's closed if it's if it turns purple. <laughs> <If> it's, yeah. <laughs> Green and yellow, <laughs> yellow and blue make green. Clarice, uh, and uh, and the kids like I want to eat that. That looks good. It does not look no, good. No, it, it doesn't. Looks, I would it's totally just like, eat it. Looks it's like just brains. like gray. Yeah, it looks like fucking. It brains. really looks like brains. It's been flambéed. It's flambéed. Uh, and then he goes, okay, you can try a little. And it, and I think the idea is like, oh, it could be another. It could be another Hannibal. He's Lecter, making man. a Hannibal. And then, and then it, Iris is into his eye and fades out the end. <laughs> and then like, he winks. <laughs> it's exactly like the end of The Last Jedi. <laughs> We're like, there could be another Jedi. Whoa, look out. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. It's pretty dumb, and then and then we don't really find out what happens to Clarice. She like the last shot that we see of her is like her raising her hands. It's like she has both of her hands. Hannibal cut his own hand off. Whoa! And this is all the movie scrambling to figure out a way to end it because obviously they're not going to do the ending in the book. They they absolutely right. refuse to do that ending. Uh, which is a real American problem. Audiences I think would it be sucks. outraged because he still eats the brains in the book. Yeah, that's not the part that they cut. They need because yeah. you need to have some sort of grand guignol sort of guignol. Guignol. How does that how's that pronounced? I don't know. Yeah. I think guignol. Guignoli. Sure. Grand guignoli. Grand guignoli. Marco Greco. Marco Greco. E Mussolini. Um, but you know that's their that's their con- concluding set piece uh, sort yep. of thing, and um, but there's sure, sure as and shit not going to have I them getting married. A big chunk of it is set to this opera that he had that Ridley had composed ex- especially for this movie. It's yeah. like a, it's like a libretto or something. It's like actually that. really nice. It's really nice, and he it's uses it again in Kingdom, of Head, in Kingdom of Heaven. It shows. And he, the, the guy cool. who did it finished it. It's a complete opera now. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah, he did the whole thing, and the music is wonderful. I'll I'll play it at the end of this. It's really nice. 
And I actually looked it up. And I just assumed it was a real opera, and it's like, no, it's something, something that a guy made. It's the, the best part of this movie, frankly. Mm, that's scary. Old I thing. mean, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's, I don't hate him in this. It just doesn't bring me that much joy. Yeah. yeah. I think the that bur- beautiful the brain face scene, doesn't make you that, bring you that much joy. Get the camera in closer so we can see how shoddy this work is. Get in there, <laughs> really get in there. Sure looks like rubber. Sparks joy for me. What if that's just you know your face gets fucked up and it ends up looking like rubber? There's only one way to find out, Travis. <laughs> Travis, get, let's get right. some poppers and a blade me, and, I, a, and I, a piece of glass. I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna need those poppers. We'll feed we'll feed the scraps to Lily and Louise. <laughs> oh, they'd love that. They'd love that. Uh, let's see if there's a corn punk country pussy. This is, this is, this is there's, there's, uh, they keep giving Ray Liotta all these lines where you're like, just we only have so much time. We only have, <laughs> we have to have you hate him, and we only have so much time. So just everything that he says is him being a dick. And this is, this is just him. This is just him making casual conversation with Clarice, talking about Hannibal Lecter. I always figured him for a queer. Yeah. All this artsy fartsy stuff that he's so doing. nice. What a little dummy. <laughs> Great. What, what an asshole. Uh, and oh, this is also really. <laughs> really, when it comes Who down. Who had sex with my wife? <laughs> really, when it comes down to whatever, wherever uh, Clarice is working. Yeah. And uh, and she's like on, on the computer or whatever. He's like, "What are you up to, Clarice?" And she goes, "Thinking about cannibalism. <laughs> Just thinking about cannibalism." And that's what I'm doing a lot of the time too. Um, that's it's, what we've all been doing for like this last week. It's perfectly au natural to want to taste the enemy. Perfectly au natural. <laughs> Oh, this is um, this is Hannibal Lecter actually talking. Uh, I don't know who he's talking to, but he's possibly referring to uh, Clarice Starling herself or something. But he goes, "Just good old trailer camp tornado bait white trash." Yum. And I love the idea of Hannibal Lecter using the term white trailer trash. camp tornado bait. Like, what does Hannibal Lecter know about? <laughs> Trailer parks and like white trash and shit. <laughs> trailer camp tornado. Fucking thing. white trash piece of shit over here in your trailer. Yeah, the tornado's <laughs> gonna come eat that thing. Very ridiculous. He's seen movies. Oh, and then he at one point, and I don't believe this is a joke because Clarice Starling is not a um, Joker. Is not a <laughs> funny person in this movie. She gets a letter. And this is this is like during the first half of the movie when she's going through the tribulations in her career. Her career is not going well, and uh, and she has this letter and she goes, "This is from the Guinness Book of World Records, congratulating oh, me yeah. on being the FBI agent who has shot and killed the most people." <laughs> I think that's real. <laughs> if if so, Guinness, come on, Guinness has don't, fun stuff like send that. that letter. That's funny. <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> and this is, uh, and then this is Gary Oldman's Mason Verger, when he's first talking to Clarice Starling, he's like, "I want to talk about my child molestation." She's like, "We don't have to talk about that, sir." No, no, I want to <laughs> talk about it. And he's like, "Okay, I have immunity from the risen Jesus, and nobody beats the Riz." Oh my god, the Riz! <laughs> Gary Oldman just fucking blasting through this movie. <laughs> He's he's awesome. He's so cool. Written by David Mamet. There's a ter- there's a terrible line that Lecter has too, where he's like talking to Giancarlo Giannini. He's like, "I'm giving very serious thought to eating your wife." Oh yeah. Like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> God, you suck. You're She's so not rude. Dumb. He's that's an idle threat. He's not gonna do it. So bad. <laughs> he likes he likes his wife. She's a nice lady. 
but I do really like. Uh, I also wanted to point out since we're talking about Gary Oldman being funny, there's the there's you mentioned earlier the the like the flashback. Yeah. Where it's like you see him like dangling, he's dancing. From the, yeah, and then he's like he's gonna he's like cutting his face off and like eating it and stuff, and then it, it like fades back to Gary Oldman's like horrible <laughs> visage, and he goes, "Well, it seemed like a good idea at the time." <laughs> and in and in flashback <laughs> and in flashback form, his his he goes, "That's entertainment." <laughs> it's so fucking. Funny. I don't like. Doing poppers that much would make you not feel your entire face. Yeah, you can just eat your face. Trust me, I've done poppers before. I didn't eat my whole face, but I ate a little bit of my face. That explains and it felt a lot. Great. Yeah, I ate like a tiny piece of my face. <laughs> I oh yeah okay yeah, and it tasted good too. <laughs> it's fine. It's poppers, you know. I know you don't feel it. Once you pop, you can't stop. Once, Once you, you pop, pop, the fun don't stop. stop. Uh, uh, ratings. I I'm gonna give this three juds. Jesus. I, it's I it's terrible. Like every every element of it is misguided in a thoroughly amusing way to me. Mm. I enjoy the campiness of it even as I recognize how ruinous it is to the character and to like everything that I love about the original movie. It's like a complete bastardization. It's mostly Thomas Harris's fault. I think that like the the talent involved did for the most part the best they could be expected to do with this kind of material. Except for Julianne Moore, it's who is very, absolutely awful. I don't know. It's bad. But, like, she's not the main character in it anyway. It's Hannibal. Yeah. You know, um, but, yeah, I find, I find it far too amusing to write off. Um, I'm going to give it, I don't know, like, maybe half a Douglas? Mm. There's nothing really overtly sleazy or sexy about it at all. It's just the idea that he's got a crush on her, is, but it's but a it's fairly also like chaste crush. Ray Liotta just like fucking corn pone country pussy. Yeah, yeah and like stuff. looking at her legs and talking about her pussy and shit. Yeah, yeah. like it's it's not overtly sleazy, and like the stuff that's in there, you're supposed to be grossed out by it. It's not like titillating or anything like that. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go a half a Douglas. It's not mm-hmm. that crazy, yeah. and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten corn pone country pussy. Nice, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> I'm going to give it to... Uh, I went through the, the whole arc uh, of this movie. This is probably the fifth time that I've seen it or something, where like the first time it's like, what? I, that's kind of bad. And then the second time, like, oh, that's really bad. And then the third time, like, wait a minute. Actually, uh, this is fun. And then maybe the fourth time, I was like, yeah, this is a camp classic. And then they're like, oh, yeah. what a bunch of silly... And then this time, I was just like, nah, fuck this shit. <laughs> like, I just, it's because the, the stuff that's fun is not that much of it, honestly. And all, there's 40 minutes devoted to this guy, this Italian guy finding Lecter in Florence. I mean, it's just a fucking long... It's like over two hours, and it's a drag. And then there's like 10 minutes of it, I think, that are like, whoa, this is crazy shit. That's just not a good enough ratio um, to justify being excited about it for me, at any rate. Uh, I'll also give it um, half... Douglas, just for the stuff that we made. It's just not much. Could have used more. It would have been nice. And uh, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 meat-filled pig dummies. <laughs> human, Actually, human dummies stuffed with meat for pigs to practice eating people on. Thank nice. you for the clarification. Yes. Um, I'm going to give it two and a half Judds because I, I feel like there's like tent poles of good shit uh, throughout, you know, Gary Oldman, the brain shit at the end, the the pigs, like the weird fucking, just like the bizarreness of Hannibal being in disguise as a museum curator <laughs> when obviously it's just him. Um, but the rest of it kind of like sank for me and definitely felt the length. Um, half Douglas for all the stuff we talked about and uh, one piece of Ray Liotta's fried brain. <laughs> 
Just, and, just yeah. the one. Just one. Just the one piece. Just one piece. That's all this movie earned. <laughs> oh boy! And now, and now let's talk. About I can't a, believe oh. that I'm the one that liked Hannibal the most. That <laughs> seems so weird to me. When I saw this in a the theater, I fucking hated it. But absolutely, uh, I, I've I've grown to appreciate its finer points. I feel like if I it was a little shorter. And there was a, they cut out yeah. they cut out a little of the meat, if you will. Ooh. Well, you uh, want to feel the length, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, then I would have it would have earned feel three my stars. Length, Clarice. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm with you on that. I've just as as a Ridley stan, yeah. also I have like some extra affection for it. Yeah, there's an immediate one star already there. But our next film doesn't have anything like that oh going for boy. it because it's directed by the ruinous Brett Ratner, a man who apparently is basically just on his phone while everybody else does the work for him. This is one of the <laughs> laziest movies you could possibly imagine. It's an amazing cast. Great source material. Essentially a remake of an all-timer for me. And it's, like, lifeless. And we're talking about Red Dragon. Dear Doctor, I have admired you for years. I wanted to tell you I'm delighted that you've taken an interest in me. I don't believe you're telling who I am. Besides, the important thing is what I am becoming. I have some things I'd love to show you. Until then, I remain your most avid fan. Two families killed a month apart in their homes. These attacks were highly organized. The victims carefully chosen. This one is gonna go on and on. That's the same atrocious aftershave you wore in court. I need your advice, Dr. Lecter. If you recall well, our last collaboration ended rather messily. How is young Josh and the lovely Molly? They're always in my thoughts, you know. So it's true that Lecter's actually helping with your investigation. We may have a little over three weeks before this freak does it again. I might not have time. I do. I have oodles. This is this is fucking. I mean, Brett Ratner remaking a movie by Michael, Michael Mann. Mann. Yeah. The movie already exists. It has been directed by Michael and, Mann. And <laughs> many many pieces of this movie are basically just recreations of what Manhunter did. It's it's like a bizarre like a somebody lost a bet or something. Yeah. It's like some sort of experiment. Yeah, this made me want to go back and just watch Manhunter. Absolutely, and then, it, people should just not watch this movie. Just just if you, if you ever get tempted to watch Red Dragon, starring Ray Fiennes, Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> Edward Norton, <laughs> it's just Spicy on and on. Philip Seymour Hoffman is in this fucking movie. On and on and on. Everyone bad. Philip Seymour Hoffman manages to be bad in this movie. Yep. And no, it's like it's all part of like the dare. Harvey Keitel is boring. Yeah, Harvey like, Keitel. Like, I was so Harvey was, Keitel as Dennis Farina. It was oh, yeah, so yeah, boring. He's, it he's, was weird that he was so boring. Because I, I like Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel is hundred percent capable of phoning it in. I think it's it's much more startling to see Philip Seymour Hoffman be bad in a thing. Yeah, but at least he got tortured. Um, <laughs> that's true. We got that going. I would like to point out just for just for fun, since we're complaining about how much of it is cribbed and recreated for Manhunter. Same director of photography, Dante Spinelli. Wow. Very strange. I wonder how that went down. If they were like, "Will you do this?" or if he was like, "I think Brett Ratner or if he was, was like, can, can I just can please just do, do this, this again? for me?" Yeah, Brett Ratner is a is a director who is famously bad, like a, a name like synonymous with 
uh, bad direction that I still think is a little overrated. So what is he? Mm-hmm. As a, he I think did Rush Hour. What else did he do? Money talks. All three rushes hour, which gets which start not great and X-Men become some of the three. worst movies you'll ever see. Terrible. Tower heist. Uh, I've seen any of these. A crummy Pierce hour. Brosnan heist movie called After the Sunset. I don't know. Yawn. I mean, the guy's just like a notorious hack and evidently a serial harasser of women. Oh, oh yeah. fuck you. He's one of those guys who kind of just like um, saw the writing on the wall and was like, ah, I'm out of here. Don't, no need to he also, me. I'm done. He I'm, also I'm, I'm going to do it myself. He canceled a giant himself. production company hedge fund called Rat Pack. He's a billionaire. Don't worry. He's fine. Oh, great. Good. Then uh, uh, a- absolute garbage. Um, I remember seeing one of the episodes of MTV Cribs. And, and, <laughs> no. Yeah, and it was like, of course, Brett Ratner was going to want to do Cribs, and he's like, take the elevator down to the. This is where my pool room is, and he had a bunch of bikini ladies like at the pool for uh, his episode. Of, he's MTV that Cribs, kind of guy. Though, that's that was funny. And I remember reading an interview in like Entertainment Weekly with him one time, where he's like, and this is just the kind of guy that he is. Imagine this person like being a director and how nightmarish that is. But where he's like, it's just like an idle conversation. On the record, where he was like, "You know that chick Maggie Q? I got a date with her. She's so fucking hot." And he's just going on. I just <laughs> I, I, the, I mentioned the interview. I mentioned a podcast that I listened to with Maggie Q recently oh on the show, and she talks about His how face. she's still good friends with, with Brett Ratner. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's Jonah Hill. Good for but them. Jonah Hill's good. <laughs> he's, he, well, he's bad, Jonah Hill. Brett Ratner, I suspect, is a, is a guy who played ball very well, who took every note that the executives. I think I suspect that the the, power, the big powers loved him. Sure, because uh, he wasn't trying to make good movies. He no. didn't care. He looks like the he's kind of guy exactly. who would just be really sweaty and corner you at a party, for yeah. sure. <laughs> almost, almost assuredly, that is exactly who he Yeesh. is. He does not like movies. Reputedly, that is who he is. Yeah, he's not. He's not interested. You know how he had Roman Polanski in the third Rush Hour movie. They're buddies. I suspected. That Wait, what? That Polanski was in the third oh, Rush yeah, Hour Polanski's movie. Oh yeah, Polanski's in the third Rush Hour movie as a French cop who gives uh, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan rectal exams. Oh yeah. It's so a, there's like literally a shot of Roman Polanski with like a shitty French mustache like snapping on the rubber gloves. Oh my god! Quite possibly the worst movie ever made. Uh, completely unwatchable. But I, I like to picture Brett Ratner being like, "Yeah, I'm a big Roman Polanski fan. I haven't seen any of his movies, but you know, like that." You know, by all accounts, he throws great parties. I'm a, I'm a fan of his work. If you by, know what I mean. By all accounts, Ratner is like a huge movie guy. Like he loves movies, but he, fascinating. But like, and and but he just like dictates. Like he just lets everybody else do the work. Yeah. Gross. Profoundly lazy, I guess. Yeah, uh, and you wouldn't you you would think a person that loved movies would love making them, but no, he likes getting uh, getting laid and getting yeah. money. Well, we a, all and we all do, but still, sure. But in any case, why was he? But why did the De Laurentiis family decide that he was the proper person? I mean, we're we're just we just keep getting further and further from Jonathan Demme, who had the original recipe that everybody loved so much. I can't emulate it. I guess technically Michael Mann Michael did, Mann but Michael first. Mann did pretty damn good too. Yeah. Like, why did we start it start there and work our way down to Brett Ratner? What happened? There are De Laurentiis. There are things that I do like about this movie. Me too. Um, I th- I think it's kind of similar. Maybe I liked it. I liked it less than Hannibal, but it did have some uh, wacky, bizarre, bonkers shit that I liked in it. I think that there are, it has things that I like, like, uh, first of all, I think that it's cool that they stick to the ending of the book, because Manhunter doesn't. Okay. Because um, I, I, I like the ending in the book, too. I never read the book. I read Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal. So the, so the end of this movie where Dollar Hyde fakes his death, burns down the house. With the blind girl. With the blind woman in it, and then goes to Florida to attack Graham at his oh, home. Oh, that's from the book? That's from the book. Interesting. Manhunter changes the ending. That feels like a studio note or something like no, that. No, that's the end of the book. Uh, especially the part, because the part 
the, it's not really in Manhunter where they show all the pathology of the Dollar Hide character, where like he was abused, yeah. and like you know he's I'm got gonna cut your dick off, all that stuff. And so that's that's why that happens. That's why that happens at the end, where he like he get you know Dollar Hide has the little boy, and he's like you disgusting. Yeah, freak. that's that's why that's all in there. Right? Is, is Francis Dollar Hide fucking hot in the book? Yes, that's interesting. Yeah, in the book, he's, like, way more attractive. Uh, he's, like, a big man. Like, they, they do the same big thing. Like, he's not, like, a super hot guy. He has, like, the cleft palate, which makes him feel ugly. Yeah. Manhunter plays up Tom Tom Noonan, who's, like, more of an otherworldly-looking guy. You wouldn't describe him as hot. Ray, Ray Fiennes is probably a little too handsome for, for this role. <laughs> but yeah. I think that, that said, Fiennes is the best thing in it. He's got the best performance in the movie. He gets I the best so, yeah. scene in the movie where he goes into that museum. This is the only scene in the movie I like. Blackjacks that lady and eats the painting, which is also right that's, out of the book and cool. not in Manhunter. Yeah, that's yeah, that does strike me as something that would that would be in a Harris book. That shit is awesome, I and like it always that. makes me think of The Simpsons. Like, where'd you get that thing? <laughs> Sent <Sunway>. away. <laughs> but yeah, him to, he, he eats a whole painting. I mean, my god, so good. Oh, and he keeps going too. You don't he, he like yeah. rips it into bite sized. I'd like pieces. to find out like did they have like some special some like molecular gastronomist make edible paper you can, for Ray Fiennes. It's probably to just like, like cellulose with flavor on it yeah. or something. Yeah. That's a, that's some little scene I'd like to see a making of right there. Yeah. And it's like this great replication of the of the uh, William Blake, uh, yeah. whatever the kind of technique that he was using to make those. It's not a painting, it's like a pressing He's, he or something. He Xeroxed them. He's <laughs> Xeroxing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the one, the, the only part of the movie that I liked. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and like, I enjoy the cast, even though they're all completely used use poorly they're just like totally wasted as you pointed out by one well, our group text like well do you want to see the same movie but worse <laughs> yeah i mean so much of it is just one for one for yeah. Ma- manhunter i mean there's you really notice the parts that aren't in manhunter because that doesn't have that yeah. eerie ring of uh, familiarity to it yeah like somebody pointed out to me on twitter that they like the only thing that they really remembered from this movie was the flaming wheelchair scene and i'm like that's, a, that's like a- shot for shot from manhunter oh it's a great that's actually a really great example because think of the differences between the way that those two scenes are shot and that, yeah. that's the difference between kind of like an inspired director and a guy who's just trying to get it over with so he can pick up more chicks <laughs> by hiring the same dp <laughs> yeah that, the one in manhunter is of course in a in the parking garage yeah and there's the security guard this and takes the, place in a parking garage too. no this is outside i mean it might be outside a parking garage but it's on the it's on a street well the the wheelchair rolls out into the, the street wheelchair yeah, but it street. starts in the parking garage yeah and the and you see the the garage attendant guy and uh, but in Manhunter, the garage attendant guy is like pinned up against yeah, the wall, yeah, and the yeah. thing's coming right at him, and then it cuts away. Yeah. And in this one, and, and it's just fucking wild. And in this one, it just it's like the parking uh, attendant is outside, and yeah. then the thing goes down the street, and the guy just sees it. He's like, "Oh, look at that!" And then it falls down, <laughs> and it's just like night and day. It's the, technically the same thing happens, but it's just like it's really bad. The, the little the little choices that a director can make along the way to add something to a scene yeah. that, that Brett Ratner is just not has no interest in doing. And then also they like I bet his movies come in under budget too. Oh god, I don't even want to know about that. The, there's also the the shoehorning in of Lecter because it has the one Lecter scene where he goes to see Hannibal the first time because he thinks maybe Hannibal might give him some insight into this new killer. Yeah. Uh but um you know it's weird because I love that scene in Manhunter, and then this version is like in the Silence of the Lambs cell, you know, where it's like all dank. They and bring back the Silence of the Lambs cell. Yeah, and it's just sort of like, well, this doesn't feel right. That's what right. people want. And then there's a couple other scenes in the movie where he interacts with Lecter that they just keep sticking into the film because they're, they're insisting on making this sort of all of a piece with the other films. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. There's that stupid scene where he's like chained to the ceiling. 
So because he's he gonna walk around the, the track, he's and in he, the like, gymnasium. He takes a fake bite at at Graham. Yeah, they said he only gets a half hour a week or something. The government is spending way too much money incarcerating Hannibal Lecter. He's yeah. got a whole state. He's got a whole basketball stadium. Yeah, well, it's not a stadium. It's like this huge room, and they've got a tether like a hooked gym. up to the ceiling. Yeah, they had to hire people to come rig up this ovular track system to mm-hmm. hook Hannibal Lecter up to. And and, and yeah, like are this- they using that with other cr- criminals? <laughs> are there other people that they're like? Oh, they use that to run the the inmate marathon. Every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Aww. They walk. The, they walk the guard dogs with that. Yeah. Somebody had to paint that line on on the floor that says "Do not cross this line" because this is where he can bite you. This is the handle bite line. Cross the line and shit like that. It's very strange. I hope that's uh, that is included in your haunted house that you're going to later. Oh boy, I'm you going to a haunted I'm house going later? to a, like a haunted house soirée after this. Oh. In the right middle, after this? In the, yes, in the middle of the afternoon, baby. <laughs> right. You know what time it is? Three o'clock is prime. Three on o'clock a, on a Sunday afternoon. On a Sunday the afternoon. Beginning of October. Yeah, they 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 rescheduled the haunted house for the afternoon because the Mariners won yesterday. <laughs> yeah, <Maybe so>. buddy. <laughs> that was, some, that was awesome. I was at a bar scares. when that happened. People went fucking crazy. Oh, that's yeah. where that's, that's where great. I was when I was coming back for our interview yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I need to stay later because the game's not going to be over <laughs> until about right now. <laughs> one of the most amazing sporting uh, uh, incidents happened in in Seattle. And one of the fun things about living in Seattle is we don't have a history of success in sports. No. So when it happens, so when woo, it does happen. I'm really like, excited. You, like this, t- the Mariners making the playoffs was like the, the equivalent of yeah. a Super Bowl. First, first time in 21 years. It totally it's shuts the city insane. down to like when they're playing, there's nobody outside. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> Great. It was awesome. You got to live in a loser sports town. Like, just Whoa. the slightest thing brings so much excitement. I know. It's <laughs> great. And I, I don't care about baseball or watch it. I find it generally super boring. It is. I will watch the rest of these games. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I love collective joy. Also, I like turn based uh, games. So, baseball is very good for me. <laughs> sure to watch. enough. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Red Dragon, really exciting movie. We're obviously not getting distracted. <laughs> we wanted today. to talk about baseball instead, for God's sake. The suspense sakes. is totally killing you guys. Uh, Where are we at here? I don't think I don't really want to hash really, the plot out of this. We just talked, we about, talked Man about Manhunter earlier you know this year. Thing. Yeah, um, we can talk about some more of the differences. We can talk about mm-hmm. sort of the stylistic ticks that they're that this movie doesn't really seem to have. Uh, but like like the scene where he goes to the victim's house and talks into his tape recorder about like you know the how the killer you know when he's getting into the killer's mind and how he comes into the house and blah blah blah. blah. It's like I know you guys didn't love in Manhunter how like sort of overtly macho and sort of sort of vibey it is when he's like, you know, you came in through the back door, didn't you, man? Didn't you, son of a bitch? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm fucking missing that here. Oh, I miss all, even the stuff I don't like in Manhunter, I'm missing all of that. You know? There's nothing in this. And fucking Ed Norton is so mopey. I don't really like, you guys, I don't really like Ed Norton. I'm that is you. fine. I'm I think okay most of that. America agrees with you at this point. Yeah. America had a, a brief, tawdry love affair with Edward Norton where everyone was like, Edward Norton's the next big thing, and it lasted no. about three or four he years. Just he irritates me. I don't like his vibe. I don't it's, like his And energy. it's funny because his big breakout movie is Primal Fear, and immediately I was like, I don't fucking like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate that movie, and I think he's bad in it, so there you go. Yep. Yeah, Matt knew. Matt knew from the onset, and then it, it took America a little while longer, but I feel like everyone just sort of collect- collectively was like, wait, wait a minute. There are this two, guy's there not are, very good. There are probably mm-hmm. more, but off the top of my head, there are two movies where I actually really do do like Edward Norton? One is Fight Club. Yeah. People and the other, Flint. and this is going to be controversial, The Incredible Hulk. Fascinating. He's good in The People versus Larry Flint. I don't like him. Oh, that's, yep, that's a good call. Yeah. I do like him in yeah. Larry Flint. That's true. I don't think he's better than Ruffalo as Incredible Hulk, but I do think that movie is like overhated. 
and he's pretty good in it. That's probably true. I'll never find out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, let, I'm not I'll going let you. Back there. T- you can have that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but in this one, it's just. I mean, I'm not. I'm no huge fan of William Peterson in general, and certainly not in Manhunter. It's but it's like, bring, give me more of that Peterson, baby. Yeah, bring, he, did his, you say Peterson? I said Peterson. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> give me more of that Peterson, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's. Uh, Edward Norton is just a non-entity in this yeah. one. And t- but so is like <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman as Freddie Lowndes. Yeah, taking over from Stephen, the great Stephen Lang. <laughs> there's a, He's there's not a part even... It. Go ahead. Uh, what is the part where he calls him... Ch- yeah, yeah. This is him. Like, they're playing Freddie Lowndes, and they're being so obvious. This this movie's so dumb. Like, he, even the stuff that, that's unsubtle in Manhunter, they're b- beating you over the head, where, where yeah. Edward Norton's feeding him the stuff to say about... Um, about the about tooth the fairy, tooth fairy yeah. he's like, I'll just take notes while he's right. And he's like, All right, well, the tooth fairy's a loser, and he's a and he's gay. He's super gay, like the <laughs> most gay guy that ever was. Oh, really? Most gay? <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's bad. yeah. At least he's in Manhunter, there's like a pretense of them actually doing something legitimate here. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's, it's so it's so clearly being manipulated by him. But Freddie Lounce is a bad jerk or whatever, so he doesn't notice. And then at the end, they're, they're like, You just do what we say, Freddie. He's like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's a pleasure doing business with you. <laughs> chumps. <laughs> Cause of chumps. It's just, yeah. it's so it's stupid. Just, like, how do you drain Philip Seymour Hoffman of charisma? Yeah, and then there's even a scene where he's glued to a chair. He's super and, like, glued to and, the like, chair. Being I tormented really by gross. the tooth fairy. And it's also just sort of like, he was a... He either wasn't given uh, an environment where he would be conducive for a good performance, so or he's not bringing it. Here's the thing: I was like, well, at least if, <laughs> at least if Philip Seymour Hoffman is going to be like tortured or whatever, we can get the full Philip Seymour Hoffman, like, oh wait, guys, like, you know, like really, like desperately, blubbering. like blubbering, and we don't even get that. Not right. really. He, he was not willing to to crank it up for this movie, and, and I'm actually kind of glad for it. Yeah. Uh, but it, there's like a really funny moment in this because it's Rafe Fiennes. It's the same scene with Do You See? Mm-hmm. Um, and Tom Noonan in Manhunter's got the mask up on the half side of his face. Yeah. And he's, he's like, got I a don't, panty on his head. He's got a panty on his head. He's like, I don't want to look at you because if I do, that means you'll kill me, that whole mm, thing. And then yeah. when he finally sees him looking at Tom Noonan with that mask on, he's like, oh, God. Ugh. Yeah. That's scary. And then in this one, it's the same sort of deal, and he's like, "Now look at me," and it's like, "Oh wow, what a God! You are a beautiful man. Wow, <laughs> your body's a you're just physical like, you look condition. Like a movie he star. is fucking jacked. In I mean, this you've movie. got His a body is it's like a marble statue. But yeah. he's Ray Fiennes too. He's a handsome, handsome guy. Yeah. He looks like he's cut from marble. He's got a little um, he's got a cleft palate. Cleft palate, but yeah. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix does. He's a movie star. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. No big deal. You know, they just there's 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 no there's no atmosphere to this. There's no. It's really missing the subtext. I think that that man adds to the story of just like the visual unifying idea of seeing that controls oh, yeah. Manhunter. That's gone from this. Um, the idea of doing any kind of visual unifying idea in a Brett Ratner is stupid. Is, yeah. Um, you know, I feel like Emily Watson gets away clean. I yeah, like her. That in is this a, a perfe- lot. perfectly serviceable performance. She's good, and like the scene towards the end where he's like, where it's like clear to her that this guy is a psycho. He's that was got really the gun. Scary. The place is on fire. I thought that was really. I effective. thought she was great there. Yeah. That like that was like, I was watching and I was like, that would be absolutely terrifying. I was yeah, that impacted me. For well, sure. one other cast member is actually an improvement on Manhunter, and that's Frank Whaley. 
Frank Whaley. Who's Frank Whaley? He's the guy who's like the co-worker at the photo lab that Dolarhide sees with Emily Watson and thinks is like... Because he, he like it's like the, her coworker has a crush on her, you know. Yeah, and he's like, described as a walking hard on. Drives her, drives her home that one time, <laughs> and then Dollar Hyde kills him and takes her captive. Mm, in yeah, the yeah, in yeah. Manhunter, it's just some dude. I think I don't remember who plays him in Manhunter. And in this, don't it's, remember. It's Frank Whaley, who I've always liked. From you know, he's Flock of Seagulls from Pulp Fiction. You know, I love it's this Frank guy. Whaley he's on from the Broken he's Arrow. In, he's in the Doors. Broken Arrow. Yeah. He's the guy that kills Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> he does kill Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he comes in and he and it's Frank. It's it's really funny because he's only in the, this movie for like nineteen. <laughs> 95 oh. Vanity Fair. Right? Wow. She's, showing, she's wow. showing us a picture on his phone. What is, why does he have the Edward Scissorhands hair? Because uh, uh, he's, he's being hot. <laughs> With that haircut? I don't know. what His dark depths and brilliant talents. He looks like somebody electrocuted Timothy Chalamet at the gym. <laughs> his mother his mother was a famous rich poet, if that gives you any, any idea of so how... That's I why mean, his hair is like that. That makes three of if us. That gives you an idea of how Ray Fiennes grew up. Not not just a poet, but a wealthy poet. <laughs> okay. Damn, he looks like a little Victorian ghost in some of these pictures. He's a very good-looking man. Ray wow. Fiennes. I like him Famously like this. Famously attractive. He has beautiful eyes. Yeah. Anyways, I'll Ray stop Fiennes. Google imaging Ray Fiennes. He's a fucking movie star. <laughs> I don't know. When you, when you guys say that Adonis. name, nothing comes to my brain. He's not just he's not in my Rolodex up oh, here, so I had to like... Uh, not, not Voldemort? I don't not, really not like... Not Goet? I'm on Goet. list? Yeah. No, no. Vakey, vakey. Somehow Nothing. lost the Oscar to fucking Tommy um, Lee Jones. Unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, Ray Fiennes is fucking great. Uh, <laughs> he's a, an extremely good-looking man who's a very good actor. Uh, that's his whole deal. I, I mean, I do think he's very good in this. I think, I, I, I think I, he gets away clean. Uh, I don't his, know. He's, he's sufficiently scary and intense. Yeah. The role, the role doesn't need a whole lot. Yeah, and he brings, you he's, know, he, he brings the, like, I, 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 you can believe that he wants to be with uh, the girl, you know? Like, yeah, I think that their, their like, romance is is convincing. Yeah, you can believe that there's that internal struggle. It's not all bullshit. There's he's chemistry. Al- he's always running around naked, too. He's, but there's, you got it with a body like point, that? There's one point there's where, you see dong, his, where you see him flopping around and stuff, too, and you're just sort of like, just sit here and maintain your dignity, Ray Fiennes. Come on, now. There's no, we do not see a dick on the screen, and no, you guys yes, know that do. I... Not really, not though. You would have to like pause it, and I did. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying we need. It's more. got a little dragon tattoo on it. We too. need more penis on the screen. The dick with There's the a tiny tattoo. little dragon tattoo on it. Aww. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> My dick is also a, is also a tiny dragon that talks to me. You guys may be wondering where Hannibal is in this movie, and he's the answer around. is he just keeps like popping he's in. just like around. They just keep going back to talk to Hannibal for some reason. There's a scene that they add into it back in back at the um. Well, that scene in the gym where he's tethered to the ceiling. Oh, yeah. It's, it's after ad. the gym, and it's back at it's back at Anthony Hopkins is like his base that with the famous you know cave, cell yeah the yeah. cave cell that we all love from the original movie. Oh, he's getting like food and shit. Like oh yeah, fancy delivered by like people wearing gloves because he's helping yeah. and uh but like this scene was with him and edward norton and it's just sort of like can we get just another one of those silence of the lamb scenes just to give us a silence and you get him doing the doing the whole five foot five blonde hair maybe answers to the word scooby or scooby-doo scoob. <laughs> like, do, do you do all those ticks do all those uh, might be in the cameraman says zoinks all the time yeah. he's a lot of big sandwiches very we tall just gotta get some more of that hannibal <laughs> stuff that sandwiches. people love so much give it hook us up yeah. And this whole scene is—it's just—it's completely we'll talk redundant. about that in, in Hannibal Rising too. There's a thing about that in Hannibal Rising. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But this—but this scene was clearly just put in there. And obviously, you know, Brett Ratner's taken all the notes. And this some studio yeah. guy was kind of like, "Can we just get a scene that's exactly like a scene from Silence yeah. of the Lambs?" Absolutely. 
Mm. Absolutely, we can. We'll put it in there. It, it'll feel redundant. It'll give us information we already have, and yeah. it will be incredibly, it'll be incredibly sad to see a replication of a Jonathan Demme movie by Brett Ratner because there's shots in it where people are looking right uh-huh. down the barrel of the camera, and you're like, "Fuck you, Brett Ratner." Yeah, there's you like, don't do <laughs> that. because like when you, when you watch Silence of the Lambs, there's a reason for it, and when you watch this, it's like, "Well, they did it in Silence of the Lambs." Yeah, yeah, and it just feels like a violation. Cause it's like it's weird. Just, <laughs> any director is the anti Jonathan Demme. It's yeah. weird Ratner. fan service that no one wants. Or asked for her. Yeah. The Hannibal fans will love this. <laughs> oh yeah. The handheads. <laughs> the handheads. The Hannibals. <laughs> the Hannibals. <laughs> oh God. This is a very, it's a very disheartening movie. Yeah. It's very disappointing all the way through. I mean, disappoint. I wasn't expecting anything. This is, this is the one that, like the when Hannibal came out, it was like Ridley Scott. They got Anthony Hopkins back again. Oh, they couldn't get Jodie Foster, but Julianne Moore. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, like great. And then that was disappointing. And this one was like, <laughs> Brett Ratner? Oh. Yeah. Well, that's just going to suck. <laughs> and indeed it did. Just like that. I mean, no, no surprises yeah, very here. Very disappointing. Uh, but they did get Philip Seymour Hoffman. And I suspect this was probably the biggest paycheck that Philip Seymour Hoffman had had up to this point. Yeah, because Mission uh, Impossible so for 3 him. was a few years away. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his Academy Award for Capote was a couple years away. He had done... Um, Boogie the Twister. Twister. Him and Julian Moore had done Boogie Nights. Nights. Jude, yeah. uh, the Jude Law movie. Uh, oh, that was a good one. Yeah, well, he's really good in that. Uh, I yeah. think that may be where like, everybody started to see him as like a real actor, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. oh. It was outside of the. It, it was, was outside Mr. of Paul Thomas Anderson. It was Anderson Mr. Ripley, House. yeah. Talented Mr. Ripley, and he plays this absolutely fantastic, yeah. po- poncy, like, yeah. aristocratic. Also named Freddy, I believe. Yeah. He does. He does the accent, like the blue blood yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. Like he was, he's, sort of he was the grown-up version of his character from, uh, from Son of a uh, Woman. Son of a Woman, exactly. <laughs> oh man, God, he's so fucking good. This is the I think the only movie I've ever seen him not be good in. Eh, there's got to be other ones. There's got to no, be others, but this others. is the only one that I can think of. Because uh, he's good in Twister. Uh, that's disputable. I mean, I mean, he's doing his he's doing the job. Usually, well, I'm just delighted to I, see I want him that show movie. up. I don't want that movie. I don't want that movie anymore. <laughs> Twister, Twister, no good. I don't want it to be around anymore. I don't want that. Movie. But the cow, no, uh-uh. where are the cows? Not even there? the no. cow. The cows over there. No. Just, oh, Let me tell you this: cow. I will defend Speed Two, but I will not defend Twister. Okay. I watched a movie recently called Into the Storm that is a modern Wolf. Twister movie. That one's rough. I, I watched like forty minutes of it the whole time, going like, "Why am I doing this? <laughs> I'm gonna die someday. What, why Probably am I spending soon. any time on this? Yeah, within within weeks." It's like when I watched all four Sharknados. I know there's more now, <laughs> but yeah, bad, 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 bad. Why bad, do we bad. do this Red, to ourselves? Red Dragon is know. making us consider all of our bad choices. With, our, every day that we have is a gift. <laughs> we don't have to spend them watching. Yeah, Sharknadoes well, or Into the maybe Storm we, or Red Dragon. Maybe we Dragon. should not talk about Red Dragon anymore because it's just like, let's, yeah, let's, let's accept on. the time given to <laughs> we us. Don't have, we don't have much. To, I mean, what can you say? It's it's like Manhunter if it was done by a much, 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 much worse director. Yeah. It's not even the same. It doesn't even feel like this. They're both directors. It's, it's it seems totally weird shocking to, to me that, that this, this amount of below-the-line talent and cast could produce something this crappy. It's like a dare. Yeah. It's like I, I can I can assemble this like, cast and still like, make it uh, bad. It's not like like a complete abject piece of shit either. It's like it's just lifeless. Like it's inert. 
That's right. It, it, it doesn't have like those moments in, in Hannibal that I think is a very bad movie, too, where you're just going to like, holy shit, you know, yeah. like the brain sack and just that whole brain scene or, or Gary Oldman's, like this stuff where you're like, I don't think this is a good movie, but wow. I mean, at least it's nothing, a swing. There's nothing in this other than the, like, that we said where he eats that painting that you could ever yeah. go like, oh, it's wild and crazy shit. I do want to point out, just, just to add insult to injury, the, the movie does like have the perfect punctuation for this fucking crap fest. Oh, God, And you know yes. we constantly talk about don't remind us of the... I mean, this movie has no choice but to constantly be reminding us... I mean, that us. seems to be its total modus operandi. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen that it constantly has no choice but to remind you of one of the best movies you've ever seen. But then at, at the very end of it... <laughs> I can't, I can't even believe this. So um, bad. But Hannibal is back in his, back in his cave still, the one that we love oh, with the God, glass, this. with the yeah. glass windows, with the holes. We love this. It's from a famous movie, and he's like reading a, you know, fucking Chaucer book or whatever. Like, mm, this is good. I like smart stuff. And then uh, I think it's Barney, comes up to him, and goes, uh, Hannibal, <laughs> there's someone here to see you. <laughs> Uh, there's a, yeah, there's a like, young FBI. A, she's a woman. beautiful young FBI agent uh, out of Baltimore, up and comer. And he goes, Really? What's her name? And cut to credits. Because we, we know her name, you guys. Yeah. Cut to credits with this yeah. awful. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd goes fucking nuts. Awful Danny Elfman scary score. <laughs> It's so bad. <laughs> now, it's, now it's just Tim Burton. <laughs> 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 Here's this is um uh, Hannibal talking about this. I'm I don't know. Maybe this lines these lines are all out of the book. I don't fucking know. But he's um this is Hannibal talking about. Uh, Dr. Chilton, I believe, because Dr. Chilton gets to be a loser again in this. Uh-huh. Always great to see, and it's the same actor from Silence it, of the Lambs, mm-hmm. yeah. looking a lot older, even though he's younger. Yeah, and uh, and it's gonna it, be it, quite a fun town if you have the right guy. Yeah, and he gets <laughs> he gets rejected by Edward Norton too, because he was like, maybe someday we can hang out and talk about stuff. And Edward was like, fuck no, you're a loser, Dr. <laughs> Chilton. He's like, oh man, I am a loser. But anyways, uh, this is Hannibal Lecter talking about how much of an, a loser Dr. Chilton is. He fumbles at your head like a freshman pulling at a panty girdle. A panty I just girdle. love the idea of Hannibal knowing about these sorts of things, like freshman activities in college and Well, stuff. he clearly doesn't, because what the fuck is a panty girdle? <laughs> He's from Lithuania. What do you <laughs> know about Oh, yeah, this? they always wear them over he, there. He escaped from the gulag. <laughs> yeah, he was in a gulag around this time. I, I guess he's seen a lot of boner comedies or something. <laughs> I saw screwballs <laughs> and screwballs, too. What's your favorite boner jam, Will? <laughs> <laughs> do they excite you? Torment you? Do they give you a boner? Do they give you, do a, they give you a jam? Do they give you a Woodrow? <laughs> As they say. <laughs> this bar bra, this bar bra bomb better work, nerdlinger. Stand up yourself, Poindexter. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see if there's any other good stuff here. Hannibal Lecter <laughs> going to college. I want to see. The, I want to see the titty boner. Co- boner you want to see a raunch com with fucking with Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter at college? Time for a panty raid, everybody. It's time for a panty raid. We're going to stick it to those assholes at Sigma Nu. We're going to take some starch out of those stuffed shirts. <laughs> those preppy sons of bitches. I'm going to wear a Darth, Ma- Darth Vader mask. I must tell you, Dean, I'm giving serious consideration to eating the Dean. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> take a little starch out of that stuffed shirt. 
Uh, and so forth. I'd like nothing more than to see this dirt sandwich pulling five at Leavenworth. I don't know who said that, but somebody calls someone a dirt sandwich. What does that mean? That sounds like a Harvey Keitel thing. Oh, this is this is Edward Norton. This is I, I wish I had the whole thing where Edward Norton's feeding those loser lines to oh, yeah. Freddie Lowndes, but he goes, we do think he's the product. <laughs> this, Jesus Christ. We do think he's the product of an incestuous home. No wonder the creep's such a loser, right? Jeez, no brave. wonder the creep's such a loser, right? Uh, ratings. Uh, two Juds. There are a few in and out things that I enjoy about this movie. I mentioned them. Like Ray Fiennes is good. I think that the ending is better. It's just I just like the ending of the book, uh, and I think they do a decent job with that. And Emily Watson is pretty good. But yeah, this is totally a lifeless. It's just like, why would you watch this? It's bad. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I don't know, like. What, half a Douglas? Maybe one Douglas for Ray Fiennes' running around naked, the glimpse of a dong, the yep. whole thing about, like, I'm going to cut your pee-pee off kind of stuff. Mm. Panty, panty fumbling. Mm-hmm. Panty girdles. Panty girdles. <laughs> uh, the fuck? I'm going to give it a Douglas. You, uh, could knit Douglas. A, you could knit a sweater with all this wool. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's bad. It's uh, Porky's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what it's from. I didn't. <laughs> um, You're talking about bushes. And, oh. and wool. Then, what a picture. And I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 delicious Blake paintings. Mm. Yeah, man. Good stuff. I have one of his books. Did you try it yet? Eating the, the yeah, pages, like try it. How, no, how it's it got to be the original. Yet? It's got to be the original one. You can't, you, you can't eat a reprint. That's just some shit from the Penguin Publishing uh, okay. mill. You got to, it's got to be the Blake's original and whatever weird paper that they printed stuff on in the 1700s. <laughs> that stuff's real loose. It goes down real easy. Mm. It's not that big a deal that he ate that thing. I'd do it right now. Right, uh, fucking now. Give me an old painting, an old classic painting. I'll eat it right now. There's that poster over there. Is it 200 years old? It's probably like 20 years old. Mm, I'm going to eat it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you I'm just gonna start get... <laughs> nibbling on the edge of that huge fucking That's lost good. highway poster. I don't know why, but it's really salty. <laughs> I think it's been handled a lot. Mm. Uh, I'm going to give it one Douglas, or one Judd, and I think I'm being overly generous there. Mm. This movie fucking sucks. I hate it from start to finish. Uh, makes Hannibal look like a masterpiece. Uh, I do like that one scene where where he eats a painting. Other than that, I, I just, the whole thing is constantly, the whole movie, I mean, for unavoidable reasons, is constantly reminding you of a movie that is not only better, but one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just a regrettable. Depressing. The, the whole movie is like uh, Julianne Moore's uh, performance in Hannibal. It's just like it never had a fucking chance to begin with, but it still somehow manages to be worse than, it, than you would expect. Yeah. Uh... So, not much more I can say about it than that. It's a bummer. Um, I'll give it uh, one and a half Douglases for Ray Fiennes running around with and the little the little um, dragon tattoo on his dingle. And uh, uh, <laughs> <Dingle>. <laughs> and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten dingle little, dragons. You have a little tattoo <laughs> on your dingle. Got it. Five foot five, blonde hair, tattoo on his dingle. <laughs> <laughs> Answers to the name Red Dragon. <laughs> red, a red dragon. spit it out okay I'm gonna give it two Juds because I didn't hate it Um, and I really liked the end because I thought it was really effective and I liked the painting eating obviously I liked when Philip Seymour Hoffman was super glued to the chair (laughs) Um, but I wouldn't watch it again I wouldn't recommend it 
Yeah, there you go. I'm going to give it a half Douglas. Um, I guess just for the the nudity and maybe maybe penis on screen for like 0.5 seconds. Definitely. Uh, but nothing more than that. And I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 shattered bathroom mirrors. Ooh. Yeah, there might actually be 10 shattered bathroom mirrors. There might be 10, there's a actually. lot of them. Yeah. That guy's fucked up, dude. Mm. I just want to look at himself. He's messed up. I just want to look at that. You try not to become lip. the red dragon if your grandma keeps threatening to cut off your your dingle dangle. But with a body like that, God, he looks with a body like that, how could he not be the red dragon? <laughs> He's got a body that just won't quit, Clarice. Five foot five, five hundred million pounds. Legs go all the way up. <laughs> cut like a brick shit house. <laughs> Hourglass figure. Va 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 boom, Clarice. Got a cock like a fire hose. Got a cover over his shoulder when he walks. Doctor told him he shouldn't lift anything heavy. <laughs> oh he got God. the biggest cock in Christendom. <laughs> Oh, I'm not looking forward to this next one. I gotta be honest with you. I'm not gonna have much to say about Hannibal Rising. My favorite I, of the three. I, this oh, one's a God. real stink. Really? <laughs> oh my I God. I fully <laughs> checked out during this one. That's just more. That's just more of like how much I don't like the other two movies. Than this how one's much like, I like a Tales one. from the Crypt episode, but a bad that's one. True, I, that's I true. I thought this was borderline unwatchable. Interesting. This is Hannibal Rising, 2007. Peter Weber. Is your name Hannibal Lecter? Recall the events that led to your family's murder. The little boy Hannibal died out in that snow. He was raised in a work camp. Let's hear you scream, little master. What he is now, there's no word for it. Have any guilty knowledge of the death of Paul Mormon? Guilty knowledge? I found them. The men who killed my family. He was killed in the woods where your family died. His face had been eaten. Now tell me, Inspector. You lost family in the war. Yes. Did you catch who did it? No. Then we are both suspects. From the director of Girl with a Pearl Earring. Girl with a Pearl Earring, please. <laughs> From the writer of Silence of the, Silence Lambs, of the Lambs, the book. Thomas Harris actually based wrote on, this based on, no, based on his own novel. Whoa, I didn't know It's that. based on his novel. I didn't even know that the novel existed. Yeah. I knew that this movie existed for years, and uh, and so, so I was watching this, and I didn't pick up the, the screenplay by Thomas Harris at the beginning. And and then it's like the whole movie, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, man, this is what happens when the original IP gets so far away from its original author. They've made him into like <laughs> Batman. He's like a superhero. It's so stupid. This is just like studio meddling. He and then at the end says, screenplay by Thomas Harris based on his novel. I'm like, what? So fucking what? Hannibal doesn't do anything bad in this, really. He's, he's just a like, good guy, He's a Nazi hunter. He's yeah. a Nazi killer, and he's which Magneto. makes him cool. He's Magneto this from X-Men Magneto's First Class. Plot. Yeah. And this came out before that, by the, I should mention. And like they mentioned, okay, so the, the stuff with him and his sister escaping the Holocaust and like her, the, the, cannibal, uh, the cannibal deserters eating his little sister mm-hmm. is mentioned in the book of Hannibal. Okay. That's right. There's a chapter that, that covers all this stuff. Yeah, and then so he basically, Harris expanded on that. Uh, my my memory is that it was like, uh, I'll write this book so that they can make the movie out of the book and everybody gets paid. I, I'm hoping lots of money came in. 
and and hope and I, maybe to Thomas Harris's credit, he was just completely checked out, checked out on the whole. Well, I don't blame him because I could barely pay attention. Like to he this like shit. I wrote it in a weekend. I don't fucking care yeah. anymore. I it wrote, is I wrote just like that a movie long. So I wrote that book so long ago. Corny, like made for TV, mm-hmm. kind of like like I said, Tales from the Crypty esque episode, like a, like a like a middling Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, maybe, and maybe there, two of them stitched there's together. No, the thing is, it's like, and no, I'm not asking for another Hannibal movie, but like, there is no, um, there's a missing piece between this because he's just like a, a Nazi killer, and we don't see him really like dive into his like love of like culture and arts yet, yeah, and we don't see him become just like serial killer generalized yet, and psychiatrist, so it, exactly, and so where yeah. where is that also again not asking for it, but, but it I seems don't know, like maybe they're gonna write a prequel about him. About Hannibal rising, air quotes. It would be him rising be to that. be the Hannibal that we know today, not yeah. him, you know, overcoming shit and like doing stuff to to make him like someone we root for or whatever. But because the, like the, the almost like they were gonna they were gonna be like, well, if this one's a big hit, then we'll do that. One. Then we'll go more into so it seamlessly transitions into yeah. Red Dragon or Manhunter or whatever. That's the other thing. Oh, let's go back really quick. That opening part of Red Dragon where you see Will Graham getting attacked by Hannibal. Oh, yeah. That's from the book, too, but yeah. it's also not... Like, that scene's not dramatized in the book. It's, it's talked about it's after just the fact. It's talked about after the fact, and, like, it's it's unnecessary to see that, but that scene is more interesting than anything that happens in Hannibal Rising. Like, I'm watching that going... I'd watch a movie about Will Graham tracking Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, and that's that's what the show is, and, and you go like, yeah, why didn't, why didn't but, they just but, do that? And then they made a show. But the, and the sh- but the show takes elements from all of the stories and totally like puts them in a blender. So things happen in different times. Yeah, different characters do different things. Mm-hmm. Like all the all the pieces are the same, but they're in different positions. It's a pastiche. Yeah, and and that's what that's really cool. That's a great idea. But like I would if I, again like Emily says like I'm not asking for this, but <laughs> I'd wa- I'd watch a story that was like a Thomas Harris derived like strictly, you know, canonical timeline. Here's what happened in that. Yes. I'd check that out. And Cannibal Lecter is also a quintessential character that I just realized don't... Hannibal and Cannibal Rhyme. I didn't realize that. Whoa, <laughs> fuck. That's <laughs> fun. Wait, what? That's yeah. amazing and fun. I get it now. Um, but like he's the the quintessential character. Like, don't do a backstory. Don't explain where this character. This, you can't. Yeah. You can't do <laughs> it. Totally. That's a terrible. Idea. It is reminding me. We were just talking about the Hellraiser movies and how we like learned that Pinhead was like a soldier. And, like <laughs> in the second one, no less, you <laughs> yeah. get a Pinhead backstory. At least, it's just like what? At least that's just a little bit in, in Hellraiser. Like they go. I think they go into it way more in the other ones. But that's actually, yeah, that's actually pretty terrible. similar because it's like Pinhead's introduced in the first one. He's just this mysterious character, and then in Hellraiser two, you. Get the back. You find out how he became Pinhead, and he becomes a good guy at the yeah. end, at the end of it. Yeah. Did you watch the new one? Yes. Uh, no, 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 not yet. Did you? Did you like it? You saw it at Fantastic Fest. Yeah, I, I it was okay. I, I, I liked. I was not expecting it to. It like, you know, it went above my expectations, but I, I wasn't obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was surprised they leaned into some of the more like gory and gross stuff because mm-hmm. I was worried they were going to be tame. It could have been hornier though. It could have been a lot hornier. Yeah. yeah. I also didn't like that. Um. 
that it sort of has like world building rulesy stuff mm. where like it explains to you like okay if the puzzle oh, box like is in this shape then this is what will happen yeah here are the puzzle box and steps and if you open it this way then the, the Cenobites will do these things to you and, it and was then like, you can have this gift but maybe it's not a gift blah 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 right because in the original two which are the only two that I really like oh three three's okay three, three is like yeah but that's just talking about CD that's the thing where it's like they turn you into stuff and it's like this guy really likes CDs so you know what I mean it's ironic it's not like in some of the other ones where it's like based on your worst nightmares or whatever you know uh, like this guy is a cameraman for a living oh now he's got a camera in his head see how that works it's so silly so that I mean that's amusing but it's not as good but the thing I like about those core two ones too is that they're like so deranged like they don't feel like there's any logic to anything that's going on it's scarier that way there are no yeah I just watched those movies last week and there are no rules yeah but this one has this one has like rules yeah Yeah. that's that's weird Uh, maybe they thought that that was some sort of corrective or something like that I think it's just like I like the designs of the Cenobites in this one though totally I think it's more of a symptom of of just the way that horror audiences and general audiences like expect to be walked through a movie. Right, right, exactly. Mm. Well, speaking of being walked through a movie. Yeah, you guys go because <laughs> I got nothing. I, I don't want to distract us from this piece of shit, but um, I mean, I got nothing to say about it. So this, this is a Hannibal origin story, but like we said, it isn't um, getting to know Hannibal as we know him in the later movies. It's getting a different to Hannibal. know what, what kind of made him turn cold in a way. I guess so, even though he's... I mean, or I, what you made might, disa- eat you might disagree I with him know. gnawing on people's faces or eating their cheeks, but every time he does it in this, it is not it's only a a, not only a person who did like they do this actually in in Hannibal too because they want Hannibal to be both an, an antihero. They're trying to make him an antihero, yeah. and so yeah. the people he can't be killing innocent people. Then we'd feel like we don't like him as much as we want to. So in Hannibal, the bad guy Mason Ver- Verger is not just like trying he's to kill a, Hannibal, he's but he's a, a pedophile. Yeah. He's in, in in the book he drinks tears, and in this one cool. he he is magnetoing like all these Nazis who um, basically held him and his sister in a Lithuanian. A cabin when they were children and eventually like ate his sister. Yeah, they were really hungry. <laughs> they were, they were, they were really hungry and there was nothing to eat and they found these little kids and they were like, well, this little girl, his chubby baby sister, so cute. She had pneumonia Misha. so they were like, yeah, Misha, they were like, well, we're gonna eat her and then um, they did and the whole, the whole movie here is Hannibal trying to kind of unlock these repressed memories through drugs through drugs in order to find out who ate Misha so that he can enact revenge but in doing so he's also realizing that maybe he also ate some of the baby broth yes he did eat some of the baby broth whatever and when he finds out he's like no and no. it's like, well, you were a little kid and they fed it to you and these it's guys were like fucked up and like doing shit. And so that's not even that bad. So don't worry about it. Two things I never expected to see in a terrible Hannibal Lecter prequel. One, a World War II action sequence where a plane crashes into a tank. Cool. <laughs> Two, yeah. Gong Lee. Gong Lee. A lot. Yeah. And Second there's, lead. There's a whole like Hannibal. There's a whole like, <laughs> a Batman. Sword. There's a whole Batman-esque like <laughs> training Batman. scene. He has ninja training. And I was like, well, I'm watching Hannibal's like training scene right now. This is where we get all the components of the Hannibal Lecter lore. As so a symbol, like I could be everlasting, Clarice. <laughs> at one point, he's in, the, he's living in France, and and there's a French Fear cook. Here's the deception. There's a French cook who lives in the kitchen. The French cook is going like, "This is how you make a vichyssoise," and, and so that's that's how Hannibal learned the, the cooking we stuff. We don't learn why he loves like art and music and stuff. And we were always wondering how Hannibal learned how to all the samurai stuff, right? Totally. The famous samurai stuff. All that's his part samurai of this. moves. Yeah. yeah. How did Hannibal learn how to be a samurai? Yeah. Clarice, well, we find what out. do you know? about the Bushido code. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
The rules of being a samurai, Clarice. <sighs> the sword is your soul. So he goes to the army, and then... He does have a top knot in Hannibal. <laughs> no, no, in Red Dragon, at the beginning of Red Dragon, <laughs> he actually. Has he has a ponytail. Yeah, yeah. He, does. he does. It's to show he's younger. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to the army, and... Oh, so, so after the cabin, so he's, he's stuck in the cabin. And all right, and, and so here's the deal. So he's stuck with these uh, Lithuanian partisans. Yeah, his parents partisans. are bombed. It's the eastern, the, the eastern theater of World War II. We know how much of a nightmare that is, and everyone's just all killing each other. They're stuck in this cabin, starving. Eventually, these desperate men eat the eat the child. And so, like when Hannibal's going back to to kill these guys later on, getting his Magneto revenge, you, can, you there is the possibility for some sort of complexity where it's kind of where the the men are going like, we were desperate and starving. What do you want? Right. Those are fucked up, demented times. You can't hold hold us to the same standards. But no, because they're all also like human. They're, traf- they're all human trafficking monsters. They're all now. villains. <laughs> they're still villains. They're doing villainous stuff now. So no, don't worry. You can enjoy Hannibal Lecter killing them brutally and eating their cheeks without maybe wondering whether or not it's a good thing or not, which is stupid as hell. Right. I still like this the most of the three movies that we Um, The vibe of Teen Hannibal is very, like I said, is very m'lady. And I believe he even m'ladies a couple times. That's the closest. The only thing he really does- Is this what I point out? That he looks just like Andy Samberg to me? He looks like a prettier Andy Samberg. (laughs) He looks like a weird- When you said that, I was like, okay, now I'm going to be seeing Andy Samberg be doing this weird fucking Hannibal. It's your dick in a box. Uh, um, and also, I can't. I can't inside. buy. Have you seen the Chronicles of Narnia? The Chronic. <laughs> the Chronic what? Chronicles <laughs> of Narnia. Um, I also can't buy this guy as Hannibal as Anthony Hopkins. No, 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 no. It's kind of bad casting. It's not his fault. It's really bad and casting. I also don't want to disparage this guy too yeah, much. R.I.P. He just died. This man, this poor man, passed away in a what skiing happened? accident. He was a skiing accident er, in January of 2022. He died in a oh, skiing accident. Yeah. Incredibly sad. Very sad. That is sad. R.I.P. And, and I don't think any of this his performance is, no, is it's his, not his fault. fault. It's no, like, no. He just doesn't look like him. He um, plays, no, he's, he, he's actually not if was, bad. If this was no, a different so. guy, if this movie was about a different guy and he did this role, I would be like, he's oh, yeah, he's creepy. He's good. The most, if this was a movie that wasn't about Hannibal Lecter, I'd probably be going like, all right. That's why I think that's the reason why, because I'm already, and it's probably because I already watched those other two movies and don't give a fuck about this stuff anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've already watched them completely mishandle all this if IP you look anyways. At his, if you look at it as... A Tales from the Crypt episode. As a Tales yeah. from the Crypt, and like for, forget that he's supposed to be Hannibal because none of that makes adds up anyways. Yeah. So it, do, it does make it particularly weird when he'll just randomly start eating someone's face, yeah. or you're like, oh, oh right, because he's, oh, yeah, he's Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter. Then he cuts the cheeks, and you're like, oh, is he gonna? Yeah. yeah. But he is a good guy. The cheeks and he are the best part. There's that whole thing with the fish. <laughs> yeah. In every actually, animal, the um, cheeks are the best part. I had beef cheek uh, like noodles the other night. Oh yeah. Or noodles with beef cheek. That's some noodles. Uh, reckless, reckless noodles and oh, Central that place District. is so, so good. good. It was really good. So yeah, cheeks. I have it. I have it. If you get a fish head at a at a Chinese restaurant, that's like the the best you can do. Really? Yeah. There's not a whole lot of meat in it, but that's it is correct. Like the the, the cheeks in that whole area on the fish are just like insanely good. Mm. I don't know if it applies to every animal, but according to this movie, it does, including and humans. Chubby babies. Chubby babies. <laughs> chubby, I mean those chubby cheeks though. That's why. Attention. That's why everyone always wants to like take a big bite out of the cheeks of babies, right? <laughs> Everyone? Maybe. Everyone? Everyone does. Um, so basically the whole first section of this movie is just Hannibal uh, wanting to fuck his aunt and then like training. Yeah, she's teaching him how to be a samurai, and he's learning how to do French yeah. cooking, so and he, he's reading he comes a bunch upon, of books. He comes upon he's, his he's aunt. He's in med school. He has a picture after he gets out of the 
being a soldier he has a picture of like his uncle so i'm assuming like his dad or mom's brother and then his wife who is his step aunt or i don't know he's an aunt basically but also he's gonna fuck her because they're not related and she's beautiful it is gongly and she is playing a japanese person um but that's the sort of thing that they did in movies at this time yeah lady, lady murasaki she yeah. is aunt. gorgeous her oh, yeah, style it's is gongly. impeccable possibly the most attractive person who ever yeah. lived yeah, Thank one of God. one of uh, cinema's great faces. <laughs> yes. yes, for sure. Um, it, is, so of course, it is odd seeing her in this movie, no doubt. Uh, honestly, she's, I she's think also a fiend for mojitos. She's a fiend for mojitos. Honestly, I think that's just one of the reasons why I like this movie. It's like you can't have. I don't know if you can have Gong Li in a movie, and, 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 I, right. and I hate it entirely. Yeah. I mean, there she is. I'm looking at her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so right. I'm getting my money's worth to some extent. Um, but yeah, she's teaching him how to be a samurai. He's he's in med school. Yeah, he goes back uh, to. I, the... oh, oh, before we get too far into it, I did want to point out the funniest thing in this whole movie is the first thing that you see in the whole movie, and that is the opening shot of the house that the, the house that Hannibal Lecter grew up in before things start to go really bad. Lecter Castle. Lecter yeah. Castle. He and came then from Lecter Castle. It turns into the orphanage that he has to be at once his parents are yeah, killed. Yeah, the communists which have taken sucks. over. And even someone even says, like, Hannibal, I'm sure it's weird for you to be here right now. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah. Here in Lecter Castle. <laughs> where you grew up and now it's you're an orphanage. communist <laughs> boys' school now or whatever the hell it is. And, uh, then he kills the butcher. Yes, this is this is the quintessential. What this movie is is the confrontation with the butcher. So the butcher, the butcher's racist. Yeah, the butcher's being racist to Gong Li in in a marketplace in front of everybody. He's, he's saying racist things and asking if her pussy is sideways or something like that. Uh, and I only bring that up because Hannibal Lecter brings it up a lot. Wait, is it? Because it turns out <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, but like la- later That'd on, be weird. Hannibal is like hanging out with his samurai sword in the in the in a field in the in the French guy has has been fishing. Right. And in the French. Right guy is being such a villain and at no point do you ever like because you want Hannibal to kill these guys yeah. even you don't necessarily want him to eat them afterwards but you definitely want them to be dead yeah he's Batman but just a little gross and uh, and so the French guy's going like yeah I said racist stuff and I'll keep saying racist stuff and Hannibal like just did you not ask if a pussy was how did you put it sideways and you're like what fucking movie am I watching and uh, and then at a certain point the guy's like I'll fucking kill you oh hey, that <laughs> and then Hannibal slices him up with a sword cuts his head off cuts his head off cuts his cheeks off and then, like, I think makes, then, like, like, a spit. sets up his... Yeah, he cooks them with know. mushrooms or something. Yeah, like which, like, when they're investigating... No, 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 th- that's, a, that's a later one. He just cuts this guy's head off and then puts it up in the altar for Gong Li to see. Oh, and yeah. And she's like, I don't know about this, Hannibal. I'm not crazy about it. But he's like, but I pretty cool, though, too, right? And she's like, yeah... And She's the, always a little bit like, this is gross, but it's. I guess it's cool you're on my side. Detectives are like on his case, which is like, I McNulty. don't know. McNulty. Uh, McNulty. I don't know like how good detective work would be back then. Like I'm pretty sure it's very easy to get away with murder during that time period. Oh. Well, doesn't he also say that he's like not a homicide investigator? Like he, he well, he's, he's like, like if you kill, if you kill, yeah, he used France. to investigate war crimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. But if you kill in France, like there was like a whole thing, like you yeah, can yeah. kill over here, whatever. But like they're they're about to like get him for it but then Gong Li like takes the head at home and like sets it up so it looks like the killer set up the head Carves while he was being investigated yep. which is like yeah. good for her good for her go for her, go for she's, her. Off the, go so for he's her. off the hook now and so Gong, Gong Li has to do this impossible negotiation thing where she's constantly like she stays with Hannibal. <laughs> like they live together. She's like, I understand, like why you want to murder these people. And like, yes, I know you went to like the the place where you got all like fucked up when you were a kid and stole these dog tags, and you want to murder everyone like bit by bit. But like, maybe like just maybe like tone didn't. it down a little, or like 
<laughs> but what he's surmising. Hannibal, will you please at least stop eating those? Yeah, or like, like just no. like give it to the police. Maybe they can do it. But like, if you're gonna do it, that's fine, I guess. But <laughs> see, I, I, you need to know from my facial expressions that I do think it's pretty gross. Yeah. But I'm not gonna like leave or anything, and we're still gonna have sort of a a semi romantic relationship. Right. Uh, but I'm all. But when you do this stuff, I will have a look of disapproval. Just so you know. Yeah. Like, all right. Oh, he's. I keep, I'm gonna, I keep doing the voice whenever I'm. He's not doing a Hannibal Lecter voice. He no. has a French accent. He kind of does it later in yeah. just the way that he talks. And it's kind of like, where did that come from? You know, like, the, what did that happen? Like, what? I guess it happened. Why after all of a sudden are you talking like this? See, there's there's missing pieces to the Hannibal we know today that they try to kind of shove in there, but it just doesn't really work. Yeah. He has a French accent by the very end of it. He does this like grimace thing that I think is supposed to be like trade. That's trademark Lecter, and I'm like, I'm not sure it is. He doesn't say okie dokie. He never say, he doesn't say okie dokie once in this. Not once. Uh, he does say good evening when he meets people, and that's about it. Where he's like, good evening, uh, Mr. McNulty. Again, I keep doing. Does he not doing that voice? No, he doesn't do Hannibal Lecter voice at all. <laughs> it's a French boy's voice. You yeah. Picture that. But and you're like, yeah, Hannibal Lecter would say good evening, and that's about that's about as similar <laughs> yeah, as he sure. feels to Hannibal Lecter. And then it turn. And then what? Riss Iffens is the head Nazi. Riss Iffens is the head Nazi. Uh, Nazi. Um, Riss Iffens. Uh, this is like right around the time he also he's also in. Am I wrong? Or is he also not in Basic Instinct two? I think he is. Was he yeah. David Morris? He's like cop buddy who's like the shitty detective and that, in, in sounds that too. right. It's just like poor Riss Iffens keeps popping up in these like totally <laughs> unnecessary IP extensions. These poor money jobs. <laughs> anyway, good uh, for him. Lucius Verinus has him. a pr- pretty yeah, big Kev- role Kevin in McKid's it. in it. Kevin yeah. McKid. I always liked him a lot. Uh, he plays Lucius Verinus in Rome. I don't Rome. know any he's of these people in, in this movie at all. Uh, but and he's the he's the one that comes closest to being kind of like why I, I don't deserve this because that was a long and he is I don't think he's involved in the human trafficking st- the oh, evil the, stuff the that the other ones guy? are. Yeah, he's like runs a restaurant and he has children. And yeah, stuff he seemed like that. he seemed okay. Yeah, well, he did get the sword through his head. Well, he does. Whatever. He still gets stabbed stabbed with the sword in a, in a fairly confusing scene. Like, yeah, I, I was totally checked out at that point in the narrative. I had no idea what was going on. But like the so, movie ba- so basically the, the movie's broken into two parts, and the first part is the cabin, the the cabin right. nightmare stuff, and then the second part is the Magneto revenge stuff, and uh-huh. then, and then it's and it's really just full on like a Taken style movie. Yeah, he just goes. That it just happens revenge. to be Hannibal Lecter, and the movie has no compunction with him being the hero. Um, yeah, you hate all these guy, these bad guys. You want to see him go. Han- Hannibal Lecter is just a little. He's he's his revenge is righteous. He's just going about it in a slightly too gross way. Yeah. And then and it he won't cul- stop. And then it culminates in, in in a scene that basically is practically an action movie. Like Hannibal Lecter holding a gun is very funny to see. Yeah, that's just not his style. <laughs> like Hannibal, like I'll blow you away. I'm Hannibal Lecter. I'll put two bullets in your brain. You're like that's not his deal. Two in your heart, uh, one in your computer. And I really wanted this like t- them to just go all the way and have him like firing, like palming yeah. two guns and <laughs> yeah. firing like t- John Woo While style. While also doing his martial arts. <laughs> there needed to be a part where he like he's like he kills a couple of bad guys and then like pulls out a thing and shoots it in the air like anchors under the wall yeah. and like <laughs> like repels up the thing. <laughs> You're late, traffic. (laughs) Just full-on action star Hannibal Hannibal, did you ever kill anyone? Yes, but they were all bad. (laughs) Yes, but they were all bad. It's a snow cone maker. (laughs) Is it a water heater? Why does he call himself Hannibal the Cannibal? Probably because it sounds scary. (laughs) (laughs) Just action here. I mean, why not? I mean, they're practically there anyway. To be or not to be. Not to be. Not to be. They killed Hannibal's wife and child. Big mistake. (laughs) Here's a couple of acres. Uh, I mean, they're practically there. They might as well go for it. 
uh, but they don't. Uh, and it has this like would be like tragic ending sort of situation where <laughs> it's really stupid and forced too. This, this is like it's not a good movie throughout, but I was able to follow the part I was where with the part it. where Riff Riffins is like, "You drank the broth too," and he's like, "No, I can't have drank the broth." <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no. It's like that's fine. You were a child and you were starving, it's and it's not like you were like, "Oh, please, yeah, you some of my know. sister's broth." Yeah, yeah, you didn't know. It's real dumb. Just calm down. It's stupid. <laughs> and this the idea of Hannibal Lecter going, "No." Yeah. <laughs> like doing the no thing and at Hannibal the end Lecter. at the end she asks him she's like will you st-? like you gotta stop will you stop and also it's like shouldn't you stop because didn't you get all of the bad guys who did that all the dog tags and whatever and well, he's now just I got like, a real taste no. for it she give him she's like give him mercy and this is the Reese so Fon's character who's the most evil of all of them mm-hmm. and he then it's re- like re- really does need to be put down what's the next step after all these bad guys that he eats like I want to know where he went from here to like normal people that he just eats right. it's an origin story that still requires an More entire origin, origin story to get yeah. to, to his origin it makes it doesn't get you anywhere yeah and then after I was done getting righteous revenge on people who genuinely deserved their vengeance I um uh, <clears throat> Went back to school and became a psychologist because I'm getting a medical degree in this movie. So I started I'm really a loving psychologist. Art. I started, and then I started to get into art, and then and then I started <laughs> killing innocent people that I were rude. Sure, they were rude, but like I mean, they didn't deserve to die. And none of this just justifies him like eating a fucking nurse's tongue in yeah. the first yeah, one. Seriously. Like he's not a good guy. It's no. bananas. But Thomas Harris wrote the fucking book. Well. So we got What do I know? Yeah, it's, sure, it's I mean, his you, guy. Go back and watch the original it's Silence of the Lambs. There's a lot of reasons to do it. Watch it any. Watch it once, twice a year for for God's sakes. Yeah, but you'll, you'll notice that Hannibal Lecter is famously not a good guy. He cuts people's faces off. Yeah, he just He's straight up bites them right off. Yeah, I mean, like well, the first thing we hear about him is like <laughs> he ripped a nurse's face off, and she's like in the ICU. And, and she was a fucking nurse, you guys. Yeah. She was just a nurse. She was a nurse. And they don't even say anything about like, oh, but she was rude to him once or something like yeah, that. Exactly. It's just he's a fucking psycho. He's a he's a mad the, whole, the, whole, the whole retconning of him as, as an antihero just like ruins everything. It ruins everything. And the the TV show. <sighs> Has a different take on it where he he he's, I wouldn't say heroic is the term, but he's closer to like a Greek god or something like that. Okay. He's, like, he's not do- like he's like Doctor Mabusi in yeah in, in like in the show, and also like he's more sympathetic, but at no point are you not scared of him. He's yeah. totally scary because he's. Uh, somehow above yeah. all of us anyways. Like, he might, if he finds you interesting, he might spare you, and you might find it a very interesting relationship. He also might but find the same it very time, interesting could... to murder you. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's really scary. Like, the he, there's like, he has, like, like strong emotional bonds with characters on the show that he manipulates into killing each other and stuff. You know what Ooh. I mean? Like, he's not, like, a good guy it at really, all. It really makes sense that stuff that they occasionally say about the character where he's, like, he's not a psychopath, we don't know what he is. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Exactly. And, and they and they try to do some groundwork in that where McNeil Nolte's constantly saying stuff about like I don't know what he is, but all I do know is that he's a monster. And you're like, really? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. They you're also, the one letting they him also go. keep drawing in in this and in Hannibal. They keep trying to recreate like scenes in which two characters are having like a tete a tete. Yeah, you know, like because I guess that's the structural. People love it. The crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. But it's not always with Hannibal. It's usually usually he's one of the two parties, and it's somebody like questioning him. Like in this, it's like. Dominic West is asking him questions about killing people, and he's like, I didn't do it. And yeah. you're like, this is very interesting. <laughs> I don't know. This movie just totally sucked. Yeah, that's bad. It basically sucks, yeah. Still is my favorite of the three. That's okay, just, though. That's okay, uh, That's okay. It's insane, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's just those other movies aren't very good. I mean, uh, at least this movie, I think, is shorter than the other no, ones. I'm no, I'm pretty sure this exactly movie's two long. hours and 11 minutes they, they, long. <laughs> is it 2.11? I would say that this cool. is probably slightly longer than the, the other all of the. I think be. all of these are... 
two what? at least. A right? little over two, and then this is like two ten. There was <laughs> no, there was no way I was gonna like it less than Red Dragon. Um, but it could, it maybe could have been worse than Hannibal. But like I don't know. At a certain point, it's it's the Magneto, him getting revenge on Nazis, and it's like this is a, a structure that, that I can follow fairly well. It's fine. I have a question about Magneto. Oh, go if on. They, if they make future X Men movies, like it's twenty twenty three now. Let's say they make an X-Men movie like soon in the next 3 to 5 years. If Mag- is Magneto still going to have the Holocaust origin story cuz are they going to cast He's starting to get real at old what now. Point is, at what point does he get too old? Oh, because the Zoomers don't believe in the Holocaust? No, because it's we're too far away <laughs> from that actual event well, to they cast can just, like somebody who's not 100 years old. Part of his I mean? maybe part of his mutant power is that makes him live longer. That that's you that's could totally the, I'll buy that. that. But like yeah. now Magneto or like are these going to be set when it comes out, is it going to be set in the current day? Yeah, like because if it's set, if it's set in our current day, he'd have to be eighty-five now. Are they going to acknowledge COVID? Well, who knows? <laughs> they better acknowledge COVID. All I'm saying right, is, I'm all I'm saying is, Hannibal <laughs> Rising has now derailed this. I've derailed this conversation multiple times talking about stuff. That's if, more yeah, if you guys haven't noticed, all three of these movies, maybe less with Hannibal, uh, we've we've gone off and talked about a bunch of other <laughs> movies and TV shows. People, instead. people enjoy our our digressions. <laughs> Uh yeah, I, uh, did we get to the, the young ending? People, the young people love it when we get down verbally. They love it when we get down. <laughs> yeah, we we rap with them. Oh, we turn our yeah. chair around backwards. Michelle Pfeiffer hey, style. Listen, Steve, Stephen Lang in Avatar style. <laughs> exactly. Commander Riker style. Stay tuned for that. Episode. Riker for sure. Um, but yes, the, there's like a scene at the end where he gets his final revenge, and Gung Lee's like, "No, you've got to stop the killing." And he's like, "I won't." No. And then she's like, "Oh, this is very sad." And now I'm leaving, and he and he stages his own death, blows up this boat that is that he's on after gnawing on the guy's face for a little bit because Hannibal. Oh, he really gets in there too. He's like, it, it like pulls back, and he's just he's just like give it. He's just like. I don't even know. It's like, it's like the way my dog attacks her chewy toys yeah. with, the, with her front teeth, you know, just for like... Uh. It's pretty, it is pretty bad. I have to point out that like they, it's really feels like they're being rigorous in there when they're like introducing all the parts of the Hannibal Lecter thing model that we know so well. And you're like, they're doing, they're putting in their due diligence showing one thing after another. But then that scene with the Frenchman comes out of the fucking blue. He's just fully formed Hannibal and it doesn't make any yeah. sense at all. Out of the, it's, out of the blue. fucking blue. It just, it seems, it's, you're just like, well, he, he's, he's Hannibal because he's Hannibal. Look, he, he's into that shit. What do you want? Yeah. Like, even though they've spent so much time. Your description of him as Batman is very accurate. It's very Batman. Yeah. This is Batman Begins. It's totally Batman. It's, it's actually quite similar to Batman yeah. Begins in a lot of ways. As a symbol, I could be everlasting. <laughs> and uh, But then he like you see one last shot of him in the, the woods, and then he fades away. He goes to Canada to get his last vengeance, and it's so... Perf- it's so That shit's really funny when it's just like, and now we're in Canada? What? It's, it's, it's yeah, just- and they found that like map of Canada on his desk. <laughs> it just literally says map of Canada. Map of Canada. And then he goes up to the guy, and he's like, you're my final revenge. And then, it, like, you see a, the trunk of a car driving away, and then it's like, the end. Yeah. It's just so... Dumb. It, it ends on such a nothing note. Yeah. Really weird. And then a, and then a, you got to imagine a bunch more stuff happens with Hannibal that makes him into the Hannibal Lecter that we all know and love. Right. Oh, and then there's a scene at the very end, you know, like when the car drives away, and you see Hannibal Lecter, like, at one of his jobs, and the guy comes up to him and he goes, Hannibal... A little girl was born. <laughs> Clary Starling. That's interesting. Very interesting. That's very interesting. You're going to have a whole lot of interesting stuff with it her just later ends on. Every single one. It just ends <laughs> like that. What was her name? Where was she born? Baltimore. Whoa. Okay. Well, I'll move there. West Virginia. Yeah. West Virginia. How corn pone is that? Was her daddy a coal miner? Does he smell of a lamp? Smell of a lamp. 
<laughs> I like when Hannibal makes fun of her uh, accent. He's such funny. a bitch. Uh, I, I, don't, I, didn't have, I don't have my notes. So. The quotes, uh, quotes. The one quote that I mentioned earlier was uh, at the end when they when they have Gong Li like hostage or whatever. And then one of the bad guys tells her to speak to your little fuck boy. Yeah. <laughs> and just referring to Hannibal as a fuck boy, yeah, I really yeah. loved. It seems accurate, too. He actually, the he's ac- kind of a he's fuck got boy. a fuck boy look about him totally. as well. And that's all I wrote down, quote-wise. That's good enough. I don't have any good ones. I, I wasn't watching this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, ratings. Uh, I'm going to give this one Judd. Damn. Um, I just think it's just completely shit. There's just no reason for it. There's nothing good in it. I didn't like anything in it. It's just it's just nothing. I'm tempted to give it half a Judd, but I wouldn't pay in close enough attention to actually mm. hate it that much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to give it it's one. It's like more energy to give it only half a Judd. Yeah. No, I mean, literally, I don't remember enough of it and wasn't paying close yeah, enough attention. Paying. Yeah, I'm just, so, yeah. like, if, if I'm giving it one Judd, I'm giving it one single Judd as, like, an apology, Judd. Like, I'm sorry I didn't pay closer attention. It's an apology, Judd. You know, like, I'll give you one just because I don't feel, like, okay. fully legit in saying it's a complete piece of shit. Yeah. But I thought, but, like, what I saw was borderline unwatchable. Um, I'm going to give it, I don't know, a Douglas for the weird incestuous relationship with his aunt. Um, there's a lot of sex trafficking stuff in this. You know, but uh, none of it really registers. That lady is shaving that guy's at uh, chest at shaving one point. His chest, the thing that I would never want a woman. And he's to like, do. I, will, I will. If you don't keep doing that, I will hit you again. I'm a very, very bad guy. I deserve my death. <laughs> but I just hope he doesn't gnaw <laughs> on my face after killing me. Um, and I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten. Hannibal Batarangs. <laughs> <laughs> does does he have any like batarangs that are shaped like a psychiatrist? No, oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know. He like no, his are teeth. They're like <laughs> yeah, that's the, right. It's like what's it's, the, it's like in the Goonies where Data yeah. has that thing. <laughs> yeah, Hannib- Hannibal's batarangs are like that. Uh, his uh, Hannibal hooks. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna give it um, ooh two. I mean, that's how many I gave Hannibal, but maybe I liked this a little you bit gave more. I don't know. That, you gave this and Red Dragon and Hannibal two. Now. No, no, I gave Red Dragon one. One, okay. Uh, if not less, um, but uh, yeah, it's not a good movie. But if it, it's just like one of those movies that if it wasn't a Hannibal movie, it was just like, oh, we're watching yeah. this guy get revenge. And if it had managed to be a little shorter, like it's like just that stuff goes down easy for me. I don't know. Uh, and I didn't think it looked all that bad. Matt, like Matt pointed out, there's a scene where a World War II plane crashes into a tank. We're like, eh, yeah. that's fun. Yeah, I like this, that. They they were they weirdly Nolanized Hannibal Lecter for this movie. <laughs> it's they did. really strange. What a, what a choice. There's something something novel about that choice, uh, like silly yeah. and fun about that choice. It, it's not that fun, though. This is not a recommendation by any stretch. I just liked it more than I thought I would, and I did watch it after watching these other two movies that I really don't like. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna, uh, one, fine, one, Douglas, why not, for whatever <laughs> in it, <laughs> and I'm gonna give it 10 out of 10, Lecter Castles. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Scenic Lecter Castle. Come to Lecter Castle. Also, orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> Once an orphanage. <laughs> He's Lithuanian by birth. He's Lithuanian by birth, that's right, exactly. <laughs> by birth. Um, all right, I'm gonna give it one and a half Judds, um, because I wouldn't recommend it. I didn't think it was very good, but it also, like, I was watching it. <laughs> it was a movie. Well, I was watching you can really it. Sit down and watch. It, yep. it wasn't, the, I've seen a lot shittier movies, you know what I mean? Um, and I'm going to give it half a Douglas just for the aunt 
sex, sex with his aunt and uh, aunt sex. Aunt sex. Sounds like something else. I know. I said Charlie Kaufman's <laughs> new book, Aunt Sex. <laughs> I wish there was that in there. That would make the movie a little more interesting. Um, and then I'm gonna give it one spoonful of baby broth. Mm. Yeah, that's all it takes. This is the waiting by birth. And today <laughs> is the first first anniversary of his sister being turned into baby broth. <laughs> I once no! met. I once met Dr. Lecter at an embassy dinner. Have you met Dr. Lecter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, this is, Travis and I went off on this whole rant yesterday. He's Lithuanian by birth is a line from The Hunt for October. Oh, okay. One of our favorite movies, and we couldn't help ourselves. That's one of our favorite movies. That movie is How boring often does to Lithuania me. What? come up? Sorry, maybe it's, I'll watch it again someday. Okay, we forgive you. It's okay. That's the Kevin. That's the Kevin stance as well. Kevin also doesn't really as we love established. It. Well, we did it. God damn. We lect over the were, leftovers. The leftovers indeed. We, so you don't have to. We nuked the leftovers and swallowed them down. Hollywood did a bad job <laughs> with his property. Them down. Thomas Harris is, has all, deserves a lot of the blame, though, so yeah, you can't feel bad for him. Thomas Harris and Dino De Laurentiis, how dare the both of you? Fucking, the only good thing Dino De Laurentiis ever made was Giada. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, and it's Sand Silence of the Lambs is a very good movie. He didn't. I don't think he did that one. Really? Uh, maybe he did. Uh, I don't know what, if he's got the rights to that one or not. I think he had the property from the onset, but we, we can't get bogged down in this stuff now. No. <laughs> we're, just, we're just done. We just finished. So... Yes. We talked, we teased at the beginning of the episode, we're going to have some big plans coming up. Mm. It's good stuff. So, uh, it will not It will not hit just in time for Halloween. It will hit a couple of days after spooky season is over. But we are going to do a spooky season episode. And we haven't figured out a title additional for it one. quite yet. But it's going to be uh, The Unholy, Stigmata, Whew. and End of Days. Oh, sounds some scary. Satanic panic stuff for you. <laughs> I'm scared already. Yeah, so that's going to be gonna good. Get the that's going to drop. That's going to drop on November second, which is my birthday. Yay! Yay. Woo! Uh, and then the rest. <laughs> Yay, <Matt. laughs> the rest of November is going to be devoted to the works of Tony Scott. Tony Vember. Tony Vember. I'm Tony really Vember. excited for this, you guys. Michael Manuary was a big hit, so we're going to oh, try yeah. it again. We're doing Tony Vember, so that's going to consist of two Patreon episodes. And two regular episodes. Should we announce what they all are? Uh, we can wait a little bit. Okay. But you, you guys can imagine. It's, it's Tony Scott. Yeah. Grab onto the edge of your seat. And the, the and hold on best part of all of this news is that hopefully, it's probably going to happen, fingers crossed, uh, when we record the first episode of Tony Vember, we will have Kevin Clark in Seattle, so all four of us will be on that podcast. Yay. It's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee. Not There's a guarantee. There's still logistics involved. Yes, but it is what we are attempting to plan. Because yes. Kevin will be in Seattle during that time, and we will try to get all four of us in the room. But can together. you imagine? Can you even imagine? Yeah. I mean, my God. It's going to be. <laughs> we amazing. have to make this happen. Yeah. So. <sighs> that in mind much to look forward to rate us on itunes five stars only please. only five five stars only join please. the patreon to support the antics of all of us send, a lot of good stuff coming us, out on the patreon uh, ambergris send us send some ambergris yes uh thanks again for the gin cody downs yeah i'm excited send us to booze. try it um and i guess until then the suspense is killing us That'll be episode 100, by the way, next oh, yeah. episode. This is 99. Okay. Woo. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>